0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the, uh, the Nightmares Podcast. Um, uh, I am, of course, uh, Mark, David, Brandon, Zach, Squirrels. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, so we um, uh, we got a lot of really exciting stuff, and we'll get started in just a few moments. I know Brandon's got a few exciting bits of horror movie news, but um, I did want to say um, uh, I wanted to give a big shout out to our last interview, uh, James. Um, thank you so much for, for being on that, us. Uh, that particular interview slash podcast should be up right now. We'll put a link in the description below. Um, so, one more so list for Brandon. So, very, very
1: quick horror news. Uh, at the time of this recording on September 3rd, uh, 8.50 p.m. Central Time, um, in my hometown of Westfield, New York. Uh, this is actually the first night of filming for scenes for A Quiet Place 2 over there. Yeah. Uh, word around town is they're going to blow up a boat. I don't Sweet. know how much truth there is to that, but word around town is they're blowing up a boat. Um, nice. Cool. We're going to see what those creatures do in the water now. Awesome. Yep. yep. Um, so, yeah, the town's really exciting. The town's really excited. Unfortunately, I can't be there to see any of it, but I saw a little bit of the setup. They added crane with a whole bunch of lights on yeah. there. I saw them setting up boats. their cranes on the water. It was pretty cool. I can't wait to see what the uh, harbor looks like in the finished film. Absolutely. Uh, Other quick bit of horror news. I just announced the other day, Adult Swim is adapting Uzumaki, my favorite horror manga, uh, into an animated series. Um, If you've not read Uzumaki, I highly recommend it. It is creepy as all hell. Um, It is definitely the greatest horror manga ever created. Arguably the greatest horror comic ever created. It's up there. Um, it, it was written by Junji Ito, who also did Gyo. I think is how it's pronounced. G Y O. Uh, he was also going to be the writer of the Guillermo del Toro developed Silent Hill video game, which unfortunately did not come to be. That game could have been legendary, but that's in the past. And speaking of legendary <laughs> video games. I think that's a good transition into our two guests for today. So here with us tonight, friend for our, uh, here with us tonight are October Games, the creators of the asymmetrical multiplayer horror game, Horror Legends, which is currently in early access on Steam. Uh, with us today are the two developers, uh, Drake and Nicholas. Drake is the founder of October Games and is the lead game designer. And Nicholas, also known as Spectral Fields, is the music composer and game designer. Guys, welcome to the Nightmares Podcast. Woo! Woo!
2: Thanks for
0: having thanks. us, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Guys, thank you so much. Um, uh, it's, it, was, it was really, really cool. Um, uh, it was it was really nice to meet you at the, um, uh, the Flashback Weekend. Um, I'm really glad we were able to set this up. Um, I know all of our schedules are crazy, um, but we really appreciate you guys uh, coming on and, uh, and doing this with us. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, thank thanks for so much. yeah, thanks Absolutely. for setting this up too. Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. So I, I think we'll I think we'll dive right in. Um, uh, the um, so the the one big thing is obviously uh, you have this amazing platform that that we've all had an opportunity to play. Actually, we replayed it about twenty minutes ago, um, uh, which I re- really really enjoyed. Um, it's got a it's got a nice a, a nice feel to it. It really does. I mean, especially for being. Um, an independent la- uh, label—it's—it's it's truly amazing what you guys are accomplishing. Um, uh, so the one thing I did want to talk to you—you uh, both—about is uh, I want to go back a little bit, um, you know, into your personal adventures. It's—it's um, it's up to you who starts, but. I definitely want to talk about, you know, what, what are some things that influence you, you know, some horror movies that influence you, you know, some video games that influence you to, you know, start this passion project because, let's be perfectly honest, that's exactly what it is. It is a passion project um, and it is all on the both of you to get that uh, to get that all happening, which obviously, as all of us being gamers really appreciate, um, uh, so as, as you can see by my, my Fallout shirt, um, uh, so... Um, uh bethesda um uh, that's yeah. another discussion for another day um uh, <laughs> the uh oh, fallout uh, of all the shirts you
3: could have chose you uh, chose
0: that one. of all the gin joints in all the town um uh, so 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 gentlemen go ahead and the, the floor is yours i definitely want to hear about both of your adventures um uh, you know and what inspired you what, what got you into this this crazy uh crazy world
4: uh for me <clears throat> it started uh back in 2012 uh I well, October games started around 2012. I was um, I was just laid off from a previous job, and I was like, I'm all right, I just want to do something I love. So I started modeling uh, modeling uh, modeling blade from Puppet Master and putting it on my portfolio. And actually, it's kind of a long story, <laughs> so I don't want to get too crazy. But uh, essentially, I met someone. That was also modeling another character from that, and then we started uh, collaborating, and then October Games was born. From, from that, we, we went out, we we made like the uh, fan project Puppet Master, the multiplayer prototype stuff, and um, from from that, uh, we started really focusing on our own thing, which just became Horror Legends, and that was like 2014 when we announced it, like almost exactly five years ago. Today is when we announced Horror Legends uh, on Steam, Steam Greenlight. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just a, a lot of um, trial. Uh, we were really trying to build a team and try to get this idea out there of a asymmetrical multiplayer horror game that's that uh, that, uh, that really inspired like inspired by like horror films and uh, different horror scenarios. I wanted to be able to like mix and match different possible settings and characters uh, to kind of craft your own horror experience in a way, almost like a horror movie sandbox. That was kind of where I was coming from. Uh, A lot of the game, a lot of games that inspired me to make, sort of designing horror legends was like games like Alien vs. Predator, uh, Resident Evil Outbreak. Um, I really leaned on those as like, I I kind of want something like a mix between the two of those. Like I love the controlling a monster in Alien vs. Predator, but I also like the cooperative like item management of outbreak uh, and being able to complete an objective all monsters hunting he was like I thought was super cool and wanted to design a game all about that and like and come up with all the different monsters that I loved from the horror films that I grew up watching uh, were possible characters that you can play as and the uh, survivors that have to kind of uh, adapt to whatever came at them kind of similar to a horror film like in a horror film, my, one of my favorite parts of of that is when they're trying to figure out how to defeat the monster. And I was like, if I can get the players to actually have those conversations in game, like naturally, then I've done my job. Like, um, you know, like the the, the like you know the, near like the third act of the film, the characters are kind of getting banding together and trying to go, how do we stop this thing? Well, it's allergic to this, or it does this, or you know, it doesn't like sunlight, and they try to like gather their knowledge from their encounters of the monster. and to defeat it uh and i wanted to really lean on that uh for the design of the game it was really slow getting like the, the team together you know like i finding the right programmer and finding like you know right artists and uh, people to kind of help me get this out there uh didn't really come along until uh last summer where i had tons of assets built from just uh Constantly trying to you know from previous attempts of making the game and uh, once I found the right programmer and I uh, uh, Was able to get a prototype or or, or the very first version of the steam early access build that's out right now uh, out in November and uh, And just kind of been trucking along ever since
0: that's 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 fantastic the uh, that's I mean, you know talk about a passion project um, uh, you know, the, uh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, did you always, did you always kind of know that you were going to design, you know, uh, you know, get involved in the, you know, video game world in some way, or did, did you just kind of, uh, you know, just decide after you uh, left your previous job that I was just something I just want to do.
4: I went to college for computer animation and film. Like I wanted to make movies. And, uh, my first job was making 3d grocery stores for market research. And it was in in the game engine, so I had to learn how to make game environments, and so I never really got. I kind of went down a different path and just stayed there, Uh, and um, brought my love of film with me into the game into my game uh, career. Uh, And it's kind of, I guess, the roots of Horror Legends is in that. Like, I love horror movies, and I wanted to like show my love of those in a game, you know, uh, which is kind of what Horror Legends spawn from I wanted to be more like about horror movies but we went more comic route because it kind of matches my art style more and think it you know really fits with like the whole like like uh kind of anthology feeling of the game with the different characters and different storylines
1: yeah no, yeah, absolutely that really comes through um like today we we're playing in the uh the dream world and the hedge maze <laughs> and it, it's only in horror legends can you evoke both the nostalgia of Nightmare on Elm Street and The Shining within the span of, like, 20 minutes. It was freaking amazing. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs>
0: there, there, there was a lot of yelling from one end of the apartment to the other as we were playing with him. Especially playing with Zach. They go, uh, you would hear me from the other end, you know, like, you can go to hell! <laughs> the um uh, <laughs> the, the um, uh, there was a lot of that. It was a lot of fun. like I, I think I, I think I briefly mentioned it. it it so reminded me of of the the golden Eye, um, the golden goldeneye maps, especially playing um, you know with just one other person you know and, and just the anticipation of trying to find somebody and even if you did find somebody they would run right past you and then they'd disappear. the um, it was the same thing. I, I spent so much time looking for him <laughs> as the legend. Um, it was harder to play as the legend, to be perfectly honest. I had such a difficulty trying to find him. The um, uh, I didn't find him until until he actually opened up the portal, and like a jackass couldn't find the portal. The um, uh, the um, so it, it was. But you know what though? But that's the cool part about all this. It 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 engaged me so well. Like I had such a blast pe- playing it, and that's I think that's what's you know what's almost kind of missing from the you know from the video game landscape to a degree is that you know i was i was 10 years old again holding a, a nintendo 64 controller and having a fucking ball like i mean it, you know that's and you know what you guys accomplished that that that's and, and I, I hope and it's probably the best praise i can give you guys is i felt like i was playing a golden eye again
1: and looking at what's yeah. coming in the future it's only going to get better i think yeah oh yeah um do we want to talk about what the gameplay? Is? I, want, I do want to hear what he was. What yeah, he was let, let
3: him say. finish his
2: statement. Oh, I was just gonna say. Um, I think uh, there's like a skill floor with our playing the legend. You know, like uh, we very much have the idea of not wanting to hold the player's hand. We want to hold the player's hand a little bit, but you know, not too much because I feel like if you if your hand gets held too much, you kind of loses that your own kind of like journey and experience through the game. So, um. Yeah, uh, we were very much focused on creating that element within our game.
0: Absolutely.
4: Uh, Also, like uh, one of the big things about the game is just utilizing the unknown. Like with a video game, it's meta meta knowledge becomes like a a huge part of it. And with horror, meta knowledge of how a game works kind of ruins that mystique and like that ruins the mystery of what like once you like discover how a monster works in a video game like an ai monster like it's not scary anymore you know exactly what you need to do to get away from it right it's got to be fair it's got to allow you to beat the game but in horror legends uh it's controlled you know it's controlled by a player uh you don't know what kind of monster it is until you see it in the game like that whole element of the early game is super important of like the mystery and stuff so having not holding the player's hand is very important in that aspect where they're just going to have to like it's basically i want to take you and destroy you in, in an environment with a monster a whole movie monster horror movie monster and see what if you can survive that's kind, it's kind of a challenge like we don't want to like yeah make it super like we don't want to balance the game to death we're not really trying to make it like super competitive but more about like challenging the cast player like can you survive against this monster or
0: or do you eat it? Um, uh, the uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I I definitely before we move down. No, I did. I did want to hear. You know. Uh. Uh. You know. We, we, we started with you. I do want to hear your story, good sir. Um. Uh. You know I, about your crazy journey as well, and, and jumping into this, and you know, and what inspired you to 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 get involved in you know what you grew up video game wise and horror movie wise as well.
2: Yeah. So um, my inspiration for this certainly comes from a lot of. Uh, more so the video game side, I'd say. Um, I played a lot of games like Damned, Dead by Daylight, White Noise Two, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and those games. Like it ended up being, it was weird. When I was a little kid, I actually was terrified of like scary movies and just the dark and stuff. And then I felt like as I got older, that kind of like flip flopped, and it ended up becoming my favorite genre because of how like exciting it can make you feel sometimes. Um, and so uh, the horror genre quickly became my favorite genre of video game, especially like multiplayer horror games. So um, and then as far as like my background's is concerned, um, you know, I'm a musician, a music composer, and <clears throat> most of my music composing um, kind of is more before I, was, I came on board from horror legends, I was making a lot of like contemporary classical, neoclassical, even electronic music. Um, and then you know my love for this horror genre there was like a void that was being that wasn't being filled for me like I I wanted to create um, horror music, but I didn't have like necessarily a reason to the only reason sometimes I would have would be like on Halloween that you know leading up to Halloween I'd make like a horror track or something, but there was no real like huge incentive and then um, once I ended up meeting Drake, it just felt like the perfect match um, and so you know, we ended up working together and um, get, um, you know, making tons of uh, spooky music is like something that I absolutely am so passionate about. I really want to kind of like make the players feel like they're immersed in a world that's like, you know, st- uh, scaring them to death and like, but also like kind of endearing and spooky and uh, all the other kind of feelings that come along with it. So, um, yeah, that's uh, a a, a a little s- snippet of my background um and um yeah we're we're uh, excited to to uh, see what's in store for the future
0: absolutely and just just to satisfy my own curiosity what what is your favorite horror movie score
2: favorite horror movie score i'd say i'm follow more or less the composers i, I i'd love danny elfman i think he's probably my favorite um one of oh, course oh, sure. of course um, yeah so
0: Definitely him. That yeah, rock and roll, rock and roll. The um, uh, B man, I know you had a, you wanted to uh, add a few uh, uh, toppings. Yeah,
1: let's uh, talk about the gameplay itself. Um, yeah, the game is in early access. We're still, you're still build, building an audience. Um, I think once more people learn about the game, I don't don't think finding an audience will become an issue. No, sure. I hope so. Because as the four of us have discussed, this game really is... I I don't want to say a horror movie in a game. It's horror movies, plural, in a game. Uh, That's definitely
4: the intention. it's, It's a good way to describe
1: it. It's everything, and... Even based on our conversation that we had when we met at Flashback Weekend, it's going to be more of everything as it keeps getting updated, which I'm really excited about. Um, about an hour or so before this uh, podcast, you guys posted something on the October Games Facebook that looks really cool, but we'll talk about that a little later in this interview. Um, but yeah, I just want to talk about like what the gameplay actually is so our viewers can get an idea of what kind of game this is. Um, Zach, uh, do you want to talk about that?
3: Um, I mean, uh, we could. Uh, so I've since I met you guys, I have played the game about five times. Once today, and uh, four others just over the uh, past couple weeks with my buddy, just messing around and testing the game. Um, I love the I love the amount of legends you have in the game, and I like that you're adding a new one soon. Um, I like the uniqueness between each one of them, and I like the fact that each one has their own. Like to win as the cast, you either have to Kill the uh, legend, or you can find the sigil and escape. I like the fact that you have options, and I also like the fact that you can defend yourself in a way. Like you're not just running and hiding all the time. You actually have a means of self-defense. Right. Like the combination of all these things makes this a much more unique experience compared to Friday the 13th, Dead by Daylight, or any of the other games out there. Um, yeah, it's it's a very fun experience. It's a very unique experience, especially in this genre of video games. So yeah, would you guys like to add anything onto
4: that? Uh, well, thanks for saying, thanks for the kind words. Um, oh, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely. The intention, like as like, the approach for each legend is just like it, they're kind of like their own game modes in a way. Like, like it's each legend you play the uh, against like you playing against Punky is much different than playing against. Killer Keith, like the cast have different strategies. They have to uh, uh, adapt to first, like fighting K- Punky. You you could like you could kill him, but he'll just keep respawning. Whereas if you fight Killer Keith, he might not be able to die if you're by yourself. But it's like there's different mindsets you have to kind of adapt when facing different legends. So it keeps them on their toes and making making one strategy to rule them all is kind of impossible when you're not, especially in early game. You don't really know if a shotgun's gonna do anything. Or it's gonna be pointless to like empty a shotgun into a legend. You might just waste your ammo if you're not using it at the right time. Like those type of things come into in the play. Are, they're really big into our design for each character. Like one weapon could be useless against one legend, but it's very useful against another. Uh, it's all about uh, versatility and uh, improvising kind of your situation and kind of dealing with it. Um, there's, we always wanna give you a chance to survive, but sometimes that chance seems like it's really, you know narrow or it all depends on what situation you're in
2: yeah. yeah and i think going you know once we start adding more legends into the future it's really going to like open up the yeah. the freshness of each match mm. being completely and utterly unique you know like every legend's going to have its own sort of like niche way you play against it its own meta if you will about how you go about playing against a certain legend And like drake was saying it's like you know, is this weapon going to be good for this versus legend? And it might not be. And then so, like, you're forced to make these decisions within the game, like, do I take this shotgun or do I take this uh, machete instead? Or do I, you know, pick up this health item instead? Or, you know, and we're going to add so many other utility items in the future that are going to, like, be kind of, like, catered for, you know, uh, certain situations. So it's really kind of open-ended and we're trying to keep it really fresh
4: yeah every time we add a new legend or map it just kind of changes that meta for that one legend like entirely like playing against like the gourd horde on the cabin map is nearly it's like probably one of the hardest things to do in the game right now because the gourds are everywhere in the small it's a small map but playing the gourds against in the uh hedge maze might be really hard for the gourd legend because the gourds are all kind of trapped in the maze and they can't really find you know the ai gourds can't really find the player players as easily as they could on the cabin. So there's those type of decisions are, you know, intentional, like having, you know, when you're, when you're the legend and it's your turn to pick a map, you know, think about that. Like, is the legend I'm going to pick going to be good on this map? Because sometimes they might not be. So that's something right. to consider. Right. Uh, and it's very intentional. And if, if you do like, we do like happen to be the Gord Horde on the hedge maze, then you better have a strategy in place for when, you know, you, you are playing that. But.
3: That was definitely one thing I thought was interesting. How the killer got to choose the map. I'm just usually they leave it up to like a vote for like the entire group of people who's in the like party or whatnot. But no, it was the killer. I thought that was a pretty fun and interesting prospect. So you got to like play and come up with your own custom scenario to really scare the hell out of people. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, one thing I would like to talk about is uh, the individual characters themselves, especially your main guy Punky. Like one thing yeah. I love about him is like when you pick him the is always on because you got the little gourd hordes always moving towards the victim kind of like pressuring them to like keep moving because no matter what they're going to give away the location like you can't camp when he's when he's on the map because eventually yeah. they're going to find you reveal your location and then bam Punky's just going to come and rip you to shreds and stuff like that.
4: The pacing right. is very fast paced against uh, Punky because of that because of that very reason like he's he doesn't really he, he you're not really supposed to be very stealthy with him he's you you encourage you to be aggressive as possible with Punky because dying has no penalty for him. He can throw himself at you and take the shotgun shells and or whatever you throw at him and he doesn't really care unless all his pumpkins are destroyed. But like having that pressure, it almost makes it more of a fast paced game mode compared to Killer Keith where stealth is everything. Or right? if he once he finds you and catches you, it's kinda over. Um, so you'll want to be really stealthy. So it's just that those different mindsets keep the game fresh.
3: Yeah, it's, it's very fun. Like, one uh, fun scenario actually happened earlier today when me, him, and my buddy Wes were playing. I was punky, and I killed my buddy Wes, so he was the little gourd horde trying to find him. He find him. He was about to kill me, because yeah. I had low health, and he had low health. I sacrificed little gourd got a bunch of health, yeah. and just slaughtered him. He's like, what just happened? <laughs> you died. That's what just happened. But also
1: because of Wes... I was able to find you, and I eventually killed you too, yeah. and Brandon won.
0: Not. Once. Twice. Not at all. I enough. won
3: twice. Because we let you.
0: The you <laughs> like that. Sure, we'll go with that. The uh, no, my favorite was was playing against you, and uh, you actually opened up the exit in uh, the <laughs> dream world, but he couldn't find the fucking exit. The uh, he, he ran around trying to find the
3: exit, and I finally got up to him. I, I really love the design of the dream world. It's very maze like. It's very easy to lose legends, but it's also very easy to get lost and not find the direction you're looking for.
0: Oh yeah, no, it took me at least. Say, I mean, that was one of the first levels I played as as a legend, and me trying to navigate around that that place was crazy. And that's and again like. It all, like, that's the funny part, because it reminded me, and actually, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, it reminded me of the temple level in, um, in Goldeneye. Um, it had that, I had that, and that's where I had my flashback of being 10 years old, and, and, and running past people and everything else. The, CSD yeah. the, um, uh, you know, like, oh my god, you know, like, mom said you can't shoot me until I have a gun. Um, <laughs> uh, the, um, uh, the, uh. And that
1: was a rule in the house. That that sounds like okay, something you should be telling your therapist, and not us. Uh, the uh, <laughs> fair
0: point. Um, uh, man, yeah. but if this isn't therapy, what is? Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> the uh, so you know what though, I, I the one thing I did want to talk about too, because I I wanted to didn't want to leave this out. Um, we are really big on uh, on education and trying to you know uh, put the you know bring the elevator down to the next generation of you know of game makers, filmmakers, and things like that. The one thing I would love to talk to you guys about is, is you know, um, what if, you know what is, are some advice that you can give you know either on the creative side or the business side to some of the other people that like you know what I want to do what these guys do I want to do you know I want to make my own independent video game I love you know even if it's not a horror genre you know it, it, what advice would you give or you know if you go back in time and say hey you know uh, talk to yourselves a year or two years ago and say hey don't do this but keep doing this. You know what would that be?
4: Um, well, uh, I would tell myself uh, to. This might sound really bad, but not to go to college and just <laughs> learn it myself. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, college is <laughs> college is kind of a waste <laughs> of money. And like uh, I, everything I have learned, I learned on my own, and college gave me very minimal knowledge on how to do this stuff like i went to school for computer film computer animation and film not game design and that's what i'm doing now so it's i had to adapt and learn everything anyway so uh if you're going to get into the creative field uh, consider at least before you go to college try learning it on your own first and see if it works for you uh you might have a harder time finding work without a, the degree but at least you won't have that debt over your head and that pressure uh, that sometimes is way better than that degree. Like, like not having a, an invisible house that you can't live in, you know, is going to give you so much room to spend money on tools or uh, other things you can learn. And some studios don't even care about that degree because it's just like, you know, it's uh, it depends on the studio, of course. But um, but yeah, um, that would be my my advice: is just try to learn everything on your own first before you get too involved with college and you know staying up all night trying to do an algebra test and you're there for animation and you're like why am i doing algebra when i should be animating right now and trying to make a film (laughs) or something like what the heck (laughs) anyway i'm a little bitter about that so i'll i'll I'll, I'll pass it off to nick
2: (laughs) well you know it's interesting i think drake makes a good point i don't i never i never see things as black and white though you know i'm actually an academic myself i work at a college and so um uh, my experience in the academic world has actually been a really good one. Um, but I I also recognize what Drake is saying because, you know, it's it's all kind of like a balance of like what your priorities are like in your own life. You kind of have to like, you know, assess your own situation. And if it's right for you, then it is. And if it's not, then it's not. But um, I'd say the biggest piece of advice I'd give to someone who's inspired to be, you know, a video game designer or a musician or a composer Is just to never give up. Like, develop some discipline for yourself. Develop like a good routine where you're constantly working on your craft, constantly mastering your your craft, and just keep at it. And really, like, if you keep if you keep at it and you and you and you're constantly working on yourself, you will you will make it. You will get there eventually. So,
4: that's yeah, yeah, that's really good advice. Uh, Yes, I I can't actually. I want to double down on it. It's yeah. Having that schedule and being consistent, like you could, even if you like, don't feel like you're very good at something, if you're consistent with it, you'll get better. Like, don't discourage yourself to stop working on it because, oh, because, oh, I'm not very good. I shouldn't be doing this. Like, well, so was everyone else when they first started. So, you know, don't if you have the all you need is passion. Skill comes later. Right. And so as long as you have that, go for it.
2: I think also, too. Oh, go ahead.
4: No, uh, I was just, yeah, just, and make sure you uh, are consistent, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I think also too, you know, like with, it, with a lot of things in life, like there's a lot of things that are very challenging, really things that are really hard to do, like make a video game or organize a whole podcast or, you know, write a complete, you know, music score. These things are not easy things. And I think a lot of times with people who are just starting out, they kind of get discouraged, when they, they, they like, they do 10% of the work and then all of a sudden it all comes crashing down and then they get discouraged from from uh, that failure. Um, but really those failures are what mo- should motivate you to keep going because it happens to everyone. It's just, things are hard. Things are very hard sometimes and you just gotta like
4: um, persevere. Mm-hmm. And also I wanna add to that is, uh, um, the, when you start something, it can seem very daunting. But the more you do it, the easier it is to go back into it. Say like, mm-hmm. like when you first when you first have an idea and you want to start it, you're like, it's going to seem like, oh, I have this really long road ahead of me. But once you start making progress down that road, you're like, it's going to be easier to go back to it and continue because oh, I've done this much progress. Um, when I was younger, uh, before I went to college, and just was, I would just start projects. I'd have like 50 projects going at once. And it was just like, I would never finish anything. I would start them and just move on to something else. But once you learn how to be consistent, like that's a skill in itself, like just yeah. to continually like, you know, like teach yourself, like, I must do this. Even though I might not feel like it right now, I want to do a little bit. Right. And then it's almost like it becomes a habit. Yeah, it comes to habit or just you, you have to uh, discipline yourself to like only focus on one thing. It's like, I really want to work on this other idea I just had. But I already got this other idea going. I'm, I got to continue with that. Um, if you can master that, then I think you can you can actually fit it. Once you finish one project, it becomes easier because you can know I can actually finish something. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. But that was a big problem for me starting out. It just could never finish anything. But
2: I always feel like too like a lot of the um, you know art projects and you know stuff that we work on for me is it's it's almost like. I need to do it in, in some way in order to live f- uh, uh, like fully. You know, mm-hmm. like there's like a like there's something missing if I'm not working on this this art or you know composing this music or you know working on the game. Like there's there's literally something missing, and if I don't work on this. If I don't work on anything, I'll be like messed up for, you know, like until I can get back into it, you know, like it
0: affects you, you know, so oh, I'm, I'm totally that way.
4: Yeah,
0: ironically enough, that's the reason this whole company exists. Yeah. If this is the whole, this is why this, this company exists for that last sentence yeah, and that yeah, last yeah. sentence, sentence alone, ironically it, enough, it, it really, yeah, the um uh, so I, I can't, I can't even say. That. So the, the last thing too I'll ask about the business side of things is, you know, what are. Uh, you know, what are some big, you know, uh, struggles that you haven't, um, you never really anticipated to run into in, in that type of world, um, uh, you know, in type of independent video games? You know, what are some things that you run into, whether it be, you know, um, the business set of things of selling your product or, you know, uh, doing networking? You know, what are some struggles that you've run into that you didn't really necessarily think about until you actually got to that point?
4: Well, one that one that comes to mind right away with game in in the relate relationship to gaming, is uh, actually getting everything set up on Steam was kind of a pain in the butt. But that's just kind of a small right. thing.
0: Steam was yeah. very uh, annoying. No, they're not with... sponsoring.
4: Uh, radio. Oh, I I, so, yeah. I find yeah. <laughs> like, when you said that, like I just immediately got triggered thinking of like how me setting up Horror Legends on Steam and how annoying it was. But uh, finding a, a strong team can be very hard to do. You know, like. Uh, You know, try to, when you're first starting out, try to work on something that you know you can do on your own. And if you, uh, that way you can actually, like, don't have to, like, rely on someone else to, like, do their part. Otherwise, you know, you, 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 you have to feel like you might have to pressure them to do their part and it becomes kind of an awkward situation. You know, just try to do something that you know you can do on your own is when you're starting out with. Well, you're you're making like a product or something like that, but you know, keeping maintaining a team uh, and keeping them as motivated as you could be very difficult. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely that's why it took me so long to get October Games and Horror Legends out because I would, would have a hard time finding the right programmer for it. Uh, I'm an artist, so I don't program, but I had this idea for you know, and uh, I. Reached out to many programmers. I, I will the whole game started because I was I knew a programmer. And we talked about it and we started working on it, which became the Puppet Master prototype. And but he got busy and then lives changed and now like the project fell apart. And keeping that dream alive uh, was very difficult. Finding a replacement for him and it took me years and years. Uh, and but yeah, um, so yeah, if you're starting on a new project. Uh, and you're the only one that's interested in it. make sure before you start it that you can do it on your own. Uh, that would help a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm lucky that you know I met Nick and came along and helped and became part of the team and uh, provides like all this awesome music and it's actually now becoming <laughs> a map designer and game designer. It's like it's it's great, you know, but like having like ha- like having the opposite of that, like re- like relying on someone to do their part. And they just never do. And it's like, it's frustrating. The project could just fall apart. So, you know, that's, that's a big challenge, you know, finding the right team.
0: We definitely appreciate that.
1: Yeah. In a way, uh, it's kind of similar to filmmaking. It's, you need the right team. Uh, As you guys mentioned, there's a lot of skill that goes into all this that most people just don't even think about. Like when we play the game, we see the cast and the legends there, we see the weapons and the maps. We see the maps themselves, the obstacles, the fog. Lots of fog, especially in a couple of those.
0: We're, we're, um, we're watching a lot of episodes of Goosebumps over so the last couple of days. We, and we, we, they, they use a lot of fog machines.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was, it was either our first or our second game that we played tonight. I mentioned uh, Wes asked, Brandon, where are you? I'm where the fog is. (laughs) I feel like I'm in an episode of Goosebumps. Well, 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 thanks for the fucking heads up. But yeah, um, so there is a lot of skill that goes into it. Um, On this podcast, we've talked a lot about what goes into making a movie. um, But this is the first time we've really talked about what goes into making a video game. So what does actually go into designing and programming a video game? Uh, what goes into yeah. composing the music for a video game is there any uh difference to technique uh to composing a video game as opposed to a film um so what goes into your
4: guys process nick do you want to start off with the composing talk about sure, the composing you... for a bit
2: yeah sure um so you know um first when i joined horror legends in october games i was strictly the, the music composer and then um, as my time developed with the company, um, I kind of became uh, a game designer as well. I mean we me and Drake now are we 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 talk like <laughs> religiously about you know game design and new things for the game and uh, you know, future updates and what we're planning. and um I've gotten familiar with the game engine very well, and you know, I'm designing maps and stuff, and um, that process has been really fun. And I think. Um, you know one element from you know my side as far as like the music is concerned is you know I'm always constantly thinking about like themes within our game and like trying to create you know this atmospheric feeling for this map or like or a theme for a legend so like the I think the perfect example for like you know composing a theme for uh, a musical theme for something or someone is like you know, Star Wars, when you, you listen to Darth Vader's music, he doesn't have to be on the screen for you to know that he's like around the corner somewhere, you know? So, um, like the theme and variations element within music composing is super important uh, as far as my process is concerned, but it's not limited to just that because, you know, like certain like maps don't really necessarily need more. They need more of like an atmospheric feel. So it's kind of like, um, You have all these tools to work with and you're just kind of like using you know the the right ones for the right job um and then uh as far as what i do for the game uh besides the music part is you know i work with a lot of assets that drake has and you know build these uh maps and i'm you know really focused about making the gameplay as best as possible so there's you know, uh, corners that you can hide in, or like, there's ways to get out of buildings that are, you know, optimal that you're not trapped in an area and it's kind of feels frustrating or something, or, um, we take everything into consideration, you know, like, um, uh, and you play test the hell out of it a- after, and you kind of go back and refine your vision after, and you're constantly refining and making it better, you know? Um, so those are, those are some elements, you know, uh, I guess lastly, before I pass it off to Drake, um, you know, a little big. One big part that me and Drake are really involved in is we spend <laughs> countless hours on Discord talking to each other about uh, you know new updates for the game, ways to make the game better. Um, we're up till like two in the morning all the time, just you know oh, yeah. uh, refining uh, you know our our game and trying to make it the best game possible. Um, and I absolutely love that part of um, our interaction. Uh, just dreaming up new things to make the game just as as best as it can be. We we have a similar process
0: um of how we do things over here. Um uh, we are always on the phone with each other, always um always talking, whether it just be you know, all four of us or, you know, Zach and myself or you know, Brennan Brennan and Zach are actually roommates, so um uh, you know it's a lot easier for them david and i are sometimes left out in the dark but that's okay i'm not bitter um uh, but uh but yeah no no we share a similar process and and that's a lot of times that's the only way to get it done you got to talk about it you got to you got to constantly be refining
2: right and you know the, the other thing too is it's kind of like um going circling back to how things aren't easy you know it's it can be challenging like sometimes you'll 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 encounter roadblocks or certain um, things that along the way that that um, kind of like inhibit you from fully developing your your uh, your point with each other or like um, working cohesively. And I think that's just a normal thing. you just you end up going through that because uh, it's complicated, right? Like anything in life really is just a complicated process. and so, um, I think there's merit to be said that those kind of things are normal. Just like running into some, some roadblocks, you just got to work together to, to
0: get around them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, working on <clears throat> a lot of the, uh, there's a lot of uh, financial roadblocks when it comes to games that are super expensive. Like, right. Uh, and sometimes you have to remove, you have to kill your darlings to uh, improve the game. You know, like, oh, I made we made this cool mechanic, but we found out that it's better to do it this way. So let's just cut it and replace it. And it's like, well, that was money well spent, I guess, for like a week or a month or whatever, <laughs> how long that feature stayed in the game. Like Punky used to have the ability to summon gourds manually through his pumpkins, but through gameplay we realized, oh, that's annoying. Like it's annoying for Punky to constantly going back to his pumpkins. Like in theory it sounded cool. Like it would make him kind of patrol his pumpkins more, but uh, it took away from the experience. So we we cut it and just made the gourds spawn automatically. Uh, so that's kind of an example of just like some some of the challenges you could do, uh, you know, with just designing a game is it could be you're always like revising it. Like well, that, that's why early access is so great. You could you know we're we don't really have access to like. Like this huge testing group of people that's just gonna like shoot us like bugs or whatever. We kind of have to rely on the community. So, like, it Steam Early Access gives us the opportunity to like for people to like buy the game early and like kind of help us develop it and like give us feedback because we, we don't really have access to that type of what like that type of, um, uh, System yeah, a group or, of people, yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't have we don't have a dedicated testers, so yeah. We have to, and yeah, and there's so many we things are that the can dedicated testers. Oh, yeah, we were <laughs> up till like, yeah, two in the morning last night just t- testing new code for the next update, and it's a doozy. So, there's yeah. so many little things that can go wrong, you know. You tweak one thing, and then all of a sudden, like, why, why are my arms going inside my body? Like, why is that happening, you know. <laughs> Like everyone's holding the shotgun backwards for some reason. Like, oh, because we added this feature and it turned this translation or did something or, this, yeah, you never know what could happen. So, I always I'm excited when I get new code in from the programmer, but then like I'm like scared at the same time. Like, what's going to fall apart? And there's always this process of me and uh, Nick just going in there, going, let's see what. Let's, like take toll of the damage, and see if we can fix it before the up the update t- needs to come out.
0: Sounds like you doing uh, doing graphics or uh, effects. Oh,
3: trust me, they have it a hell of a lot
0: worse. Oh, I no, you know, no, no, no. That's like that. I have thousand. it
3: bad. They have it no programming. No, there's a reason why I didn't get into gaming. I I saw that. I'm like, nope. I'll stick with visual effects. That's so much easier. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's uh, <laughs> I, I, I I I long to just do graphics someday. You know, like. I have so many graphics I need to make and polish and like there's so many things in the game that I want to like tweak and whatnot but I'm, I'm too busy bug testing to really do that right at the moment so there's yeah hopefully with the game actually gets a little bit more successful I can spend more time on it and polish the art more and spend more time
3: on the art but yeah, with, um, oh. oh, I was going to say yeah program is a pain yeah so yeah. I feel you for that one <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah,
1: with all those bug fixes and new codes and everything, hearing back from the community, you do have updates coming. You have It sounds like you have a big one coming in October this year. Do you want to talk about what's to come in the future, both in that update and beyond? Like, we, you just, like I mentioned the, your, uh, your Facebook post about an hour or so ago. Uh, it was a GIF of a model for a werewolf which all four of us thought that looked pretty darn awesome like, yeah, yeah 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 dude i, I really like werewolves I, I wish there were more werewolf movies out there um like yeah, they're just so barbaric and it's just like with a vampire a vampire's gotta seduce you uh a werewolf will tear you to shreds without giving a second thought
4: i'll tell you why there's not a lot of werewolf movies Is because it's so expensive to make a werewolf suit that looks good you know, so yeah. Werewolves, I mean, the vampires are easy. You just put some teeth in, and maybe some face makeup if you want to go a little bit step further. But like, werewolf, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so it, hard. It, it's, so they it's, kind of died off for a while.
0: Yeah, you yeah. either got to spend you know half your budget on that, or your yeah. stuff looks like hot garbage. Um, uh, the um, hot <laughs> garbage, High garbage,
1: which is That's unfortunate a, sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Late Phases. Uh, came out, I think, two two thousand fourteen. One of my favorite werewolf movies, but Whoa. the worst part about the movie is the actual werewolf suit. It literally looks like a bath rug was glued onto a person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, what do you like about the movie? <laughs> I
4: wouldn't. I think if I saw the werewolf in the trailer, I probably wouldn't even watch it. So uh, the you, story yeah, is like great. The,
1: the characters are oh, great. Yeah. It, like every, literally everything about the movie is great. Except for the actual werewolf design. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of defeats the purpose. But it's still a great story. (laughs) But I think we're getting a little off topic here. It's like a
0: zombie movie with no zombies in it.
4: (laughs) 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 No, but yeah. uh, Yeah, for October, we want to do something real special. You know, it's it's the name of our company. You know, Horror Legends is a very Halloween-focused game. It's not all about Halloween, but, you know... Our main big bad is a Halloween character. So like, we got to go big or go home on October. So we were adding a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the I guess the top tier item would be the werewolf legend. Um, I think there's a deficit of werewolf games on the market. And we really wanted to throw our hat in there and show you like what you could actually do with a werewolf in a game, um, uh, especially one uh, like ours, where it's a arena survival horror multiplayer game, and I would love to like see what it feels like to be hunted by a werewolf in a video game. Like you just don't see that in any real game. Like I can't. The last game I think of, I can think of the head werewolf, and it was probably the order eighteen eighty six and that from one years ago. was an interesting like, movie. Yeah, that that didn't really sell the werewolf aspect like it could have, but yeah, um, uh, but yeah, the. Um, the werewolf is going to be uh, coming in October. It's going to have its own, you know, uh, system, like objective to kill the werewolf and everything. We're going to involve the silver, uh, a silver weapon you have to use to kill the werewolf. Uh, the I don't know how much detail I should go in on to like the specifics. I I can easily just start going down a path well, think, and think, never I think, return. <laughs> I think we can go into some. Okay, yeah. Uh, so like the werewolf, the, what it's gonna make it fun is like werewolf is gonna be kind of not super squishy, but it's gonna be uh, pretty quick, and uh, it can, you could take it down pretty quickly. Uh, on it, uh, but like if you kill him with a normal weapon, he'll just he he'll, he'll he'll die, and then after a couple seconds, he'll respawn uh, in that location uh, and continue fighting. So basically, you're only knocking him out a own weapon the way you you kill him in the game is you have to find a silver dagger or silver weapon of some kind that spawns randomly in the map and then when he's dead you attack his dead body with that silver you have to like stab him with it and then he'll he'll be dead and you won but the werewolf is going to be very stealthy and quick and vicious it's gonna like be you, you, you i i want to we haven't really done like a full game with him yet so we're still kind of ironing out the details of like how fast is he gonna be how strong is he gonna be but um just like the initial testing of the werewolf animations in the game engine was pretty scary because yeah. he can go he can he's both two-legged and four-legged like four or he goes on all fours or on two leg on his hind legs like you saw in the animation he's crawling on all fours yeah. uh we're gonna have a whole system around that like he's gonna be able to travel quickly without using stamina on all fours so uh, nice yeah it's gonna be interesting um i don't
1: have to worry about eventually slowing down when i run out of stamina i can just chase him down and do what i need to do
4: running from a werewolf is probably a, not a good idea because <laughs> you're probably gonna to want to kill him like put him down and then hide from him or something
0: I can just I can just see these guys playing this and everything else. Like, where's the silver knife? It's in the fog somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the fucking heads up, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah,
4: like he's he's gonna be kind of the opposite of Killer Keith, where Killer Keith was very uh, running for him was the strategy because he's so slow. The world would be the opposite. Like you wouldn't want to put him down. You, you're probably gonna kill the world multiple times before you actually find that dagger, and the world's gonna keep coming out. He's like a mix. Uh, he's gonna be kind of like a uh the uh, i took inspiration from how the alien works in avp the uh, in the video game where it's like really fast and kind of squishy and could do a lot of damage so um yeah it will have the ability to regain its health by eating corpses so Ooh. like you kill someone like it takes That's damage true. you'll like be able to like n- like eat the flesh uh of the body like just like kind of nibble on and get health back and you can actually do that to a living Cast members. So if you're fighting someone, you bite them. You'll get health back from biting them. Oh. So like in combat, like say if they they got the weapon, you know like on the werewolf. If I get if I get downed, they're gonna kill me. So you can strategically like vent like you know leech health off them during a fight and try to take one out and then run away. Then attack a different angle. You're gonna feel like we want to make you play like a wild animal, and play more cautiously than you would with other legends. But like like once you know that silver daggers in play, you kind of want to be careful. But like before that, yeah. you want to be all over the map, chasing them down, and just mauling them. Um, but we, we're still okay. ironing it out, so it's, i kind of am nervous to say anything without, like, because we're still in the early phases of testing mechanics. That's, that's, but, totally yeah, that's the rough idea. It's like a very fast, vicious character that uh, could be... Um, where You can use a gun on it, and it will take him down, but he'll just come back. We're actually playing with the idea of having him invincible for a couple of seconds after he responds. So, like you don't just camp him, you don't just surround the corpse. That makes sense. Like just shotgun him when he gets back up. Like he's going to be invincible for like 10 seconds when he respawns. So get the hell out of the dodge. 10
1: seconds can be a pretty long time.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah. All these, all these are just like hypothetical numbers. Like that could be five seconds, depending on how we balance. We'll have to see how it
2: feels in the future. Yeah. It's only been on the, in our little test build for, I think about a week now, but I'll tell you, Watching that werewolf prowl in the bushes, like you know you're he's like fifteen twenty feet away from you, and his red eyes are just glowing in the you know, like in the fog <laughs> in the bushes it is it is like it is freaky, so um uh, it's yeah. a it's he's he's definitely gonna add a, a very unique uh freak factor to to the game that's not currently in the game at the moment,
4: yeah more beastly. <laughs> Less human Is there anything
1: else monster. that we can look forward to on the update? Oh, or... actually, oh, yeah, there's yeah. actually
4: a lot. And that's... the world just the werewolf, there's so much with the world, that I can say on that for so long. But like, the they're adding a new map, a uh, map that's gonna be a it's gonna be um, a suburban street on Halloween night. So it's gonna feel oh. like we're we're looking at you know Halloween one, uh, you know that street with like the. You know, uh, maybe Halloween decorations on the houses, maybe candy wrappers on the floor, autumn leaves. It's a night. There's like street lights and stuff, and um, so we want to give you that classic, you know, Halloween environment for the month of October.
0: I love, I love it how you guys are slowly moving to like cabin in the woods level of, of all kinds of meta running around. <laughs> cabin in the woods.
4: Yeah, that's a great that's a great comparison. Like, yeah, we like that idea of like just mixing and match. Like, the, yeah, like the, like in that movie, like they didn't know what was going to come at them until they activated a certain thing in the basement, yeah. right? So it's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe in the future you guys will have like a, a cabin in the woods fuck it all level where you have, we have like five <laughs> uh, five legends on one side and five cast members on the other side. And just say, fuck it, go. <laughs> well,
4: well, that kind of reminds me. Uh, one of the things we're going to be doing for October is uh, legend pregame mode. So I don't know if you're familiar with the pregame mode that's currently in the game where you're just playing a cast member, killing gourds randomly, uh, before while you waiting for people to join, right? Yeah. Or well, we're adding one for the legends. So when you're hosting the game, you can pick a legend. And the, I, I might have told you about this at the con, but I'll just tell you for the podcast. Uh, uh, basically, when you pick the legend pregame, instead of gourds walking around the map, it's a bunch of ravers that are just, like, partying in the map. And you're the monster. <laughs> and you're just going to run around and murder them. You know, and there's like there's like boomboxes in the map, and these ravers will run through the boombox, start dancing and stuff, and like saying stupid <laughs> things. And uh, we actually have a system in place, so the X amount of ravers that you kill, it will spawn a cop, so it will get progressively harder as you keep doing that. <laughs> nice. uh, and the best part about this pregame is that uh, other legends can join in. So like, ooh, ooh. so like Sage, you set the, the the level of the player requirement to like five. You know, you're gonna have four, are have like, yeah, four legends running the map, killing ravers, fighting each other as well. The legends can fight each other. It's like a legend oh, deathmatch. Oh, the oh, ravers and there and cops shooting. It's gonna be chaos. It's gonna be hilarious.
3: So essentially, yeah. you're adding a very fun single player moment while you're waiting. And yeah, I, I love that idea. Thank you for that. And and that is amazing. And, and, now, yeah. and now I'm getting a yeah. Halo flashback. You <laughs> know, free, yeah. free for all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> shame, Just had to bring Halo to this
2: one of the main reasons we wanted to bring this um, this game mode in was that current uh, with our old version we we didn't we had the the pregame as just you you could pick a cast member and like run around and you could play with the different weapons and fight against gords and that was really good to get you familiarized with the game but we realized that there was no way for you to like jump in and learn how the legends worked it was always you had to like be in a multiplayer lobby for those to figure out how they worked and they were actually, the legends are quite complex as you brought up before, you know, when you were in the hedge maze, you know, there's a, there's definitely like a, a learning curve to some of the legends. So um, we we needed to bring this mode in so that, you know, players could, uh, could jump in and get a feel for it, but also have fun and, you know, make it engaging. So mm-hmm. I think that really kind of hits the nail on the head and we're gonna, we're gonna like um, progress it into the future too. I think. Like, we've talked about some things on the horizon, what we want to oh, do yeah. with it. Um, but uh, we can't really talk about that now. But if we, <laughs> but um, it's really something that we can really build upon. Like, this is a, a great, like, kind of foundation for uh, this game, this, like, pregame lobby mode. And then uh, it's going to be, you know, something really cool in the future, too. Yeah. The,
4: the pregame is actually probably going to be just as complex as the actual game mode. Uh, I feel like pregame is underselling what this is going to be. Um, it's almost like a uh, uh, we're going to push it towards more of a cooperative experience the legends more of like a it could be cooperative if you wanted to but i feel like everyone's going to want to see who can win in a fight punky or killer keith you know that that's something you can definitely do in legend pregame now is like have we well <laughs> well in <its> current <laughs> game, not in its current state because uh <laughs> we found out that like, killer keith is really powerful in this current state but uh all right uh, with against against because he's got that health regeneration thing and Punky didn't have that so but you know, those little things like that you know um, it's fun to like see who's gonna like win it and stuff but um uh yeah it's a great uh, both the legend and uh, cast pre-games are foundations for larger things to come we will just say that like yeah, yeah. You have a lot more a lot more advanced ideas for this mode but you just want to get it started
2: okay that sounds great Fair enough. yeah Fair enough. Some of the some other things we're bringing up into the update too we've actually were just testing this uh um, over the weekend um, you are currently how ha- when you play the game it feels v- like very fast paced okay. and we we felt like it was almost like too fast paced uh, we felt like some of the some of the character movements were didn't feel like they had weight to them like it kind of felt almost as if you were playing um, you know Uh, counter-strike 1.6 and you could just like bunny hop around everywhere you know um obviously not to obviously not to that degree but we 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 certainly wanted to we we had a we had that in mind like we really wanted to see what we could do to maybe alleviate that so we've kind of um toned down all of the movement speed for all the characters and we're going to introduce some sort of like um uh excel like a uh, acceleration over time so like you can't just sprint at full speed right away kind of your character kind of like builds up speed over time mm-hmm. um and then like directional movement speed so you can't really like strafe as fast as you can as if you're going you know running full speed forward so um we've been testing some of that in our build and it it feels really good it it's, it's kind of like slowed the game down a little bit but it kind of felt it kind of feels more immersive now
4: it but, also but, drastically improved the melee combat by slowing it down a little bit and it just feels scarier you know you you can see things happening better uh yeah we're adding like uh we're adding different types of direction we're uh, making the movement and jumping way more advanced than it is right now um you probably can get into that probably can't get too far into that right now because just still in the works and haven't fully tested it out uh but yeah that's uh going to make the game feel a lot more it's going to feel a lot better a lot more polished uh it's not as exciting maybe but (laughs) but yeah movement speed (laughs) it is a huge
2: gameplay change
4: yeah it might not sound exciting but like as soon as we we did it we're like this is perfect like oh my god we're excited to like actually get do some full-on games with this type of speed and actually kind of push it uh even further with the more dynamic uh movement uh Mechanics we're going to be adding. Ray,
2: should Absolute. we talk about the? Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, please, please. Should we talk about the uh, the little sound footstep adjustment we did? Like, because we we weren't happy with people like sprinting everywhere all the time. We were kind of we wanted to incentivize the stealth a little bit more. So we lowered a lot of like the footstep sounds for when you're crouched and when you're just walking, and we increased the volume of footsteps for when you're running to so try to incentivize being a little bit more stealthy.
4: Yeah. Yeah. There's um, a lot of, there's, there's going to be a whole balance. All the balance is going to be different. You know, we're going to be retool everything based on this new, uh, you know, movement system and uh, having footsteps be quieter as part of that. Like uh, we want to, yeah, we want to give people a uh, reason to walk slower and be more careful about their actions uh, not be as reckless. A lot of people are very anxious to just run up to punky and start shanking them with that switchblade. And it's like, you're just going to get, all right, and smack them and they are dead. It's like, well, now you're now you're a gourd. How does that feel? <laughs> it's just, you know, they get really, uh, they feel really um, empowered to do so. Like, well, maybe we got to incentivize them to be more careful. But uh, this is the type of conversations we have all the time. Like, how do we do that without right. nerfing, so- making it feel like super nerfed?
0: and no, uh, absolutely. so so a little bit more splinter cell and a little less uh, trevor from GTA 5 um, <laughs> uh, so so no I, I can i can definitely appreciate that um uh, the uh
3: what? Splinter, splinter cell <laughs> dude splinter cell's awesome metal gear's better get it right oh shut <laughs> up. the uh...
2: they're both good games to be fair to be fair, fair enough. <laughs> thank, thank you, you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the uh, at least he understands me anyway. <laughs> the uh, so uh, David, you've been Dude, off a of quiet I'm
5: I'm so excited for your updates. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here like, oh my god, that is gonna be a freaking blast. Uh, I didn't really get uh, to take in the game too much because I was playing with Zach. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> would be like, when I, yeah when I play the game like I try to like um I like to um. Explore like the environment and everything, cause it's, it was really cool the map that we were playing in. And then he just like popped out of nowhere. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna give you a head start." And I just kept closing the door on him, kept <laughs> opening the door. I was like, "No, no way, <laughs> no." So yeah, then he like disappeared. I was like, "All right, this is my chance to run." And we were, you know, and I went outside, and then it was like really foggy. And I think it was like woods. I don't know what map we were playing. Cabin. The cabin. Okay. It was
1: like
0: so, cabin yeah. in the forest, cabin oh, yeah. in the forest, can't the cabin forest, in the forest, yeah. <laughs> cabin in the woods. In the uh, sometimes you're gonna hit that nail on the head. Oh, my.
5: Uh, yeah, it was man, it was really exciting uh, playing that game. I had a freaking blast, you know, doing that today with with Zach. Uh, it reminded me of like playing like Manhunt and uh, Resident oh, Evil I had like all those. Manhunt. Um, no, man, did I love Manhunt, dude. dude. I, 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 it takes it me back. It had those elements of like Manhunt, where like you have to kind of hide, and then like if you, if it comes in with the the stealth, like you have to be quiet, and you know, if you're not quiet, they realize you're there, then you gotta run and hide again. So it reminded me of Manhunt a lot.
0: God, Manhunt. Like that's like oh, that's where Rock uh, uh, Rockstar Ceiling is. Um, that's how far <laughs> yeah. they wanna go. Yeah. The um yeah. Uh, hey, so and by the way. Huge, huge dick to play with. He's terrible. Um, uh, the, we, I, I played played Force with this guy a lot, and, and he's just awful. The, um, and he plays it. He plays this game the same exact way. Like, I, are you I, pointing at me or him? No, Zach. Zach. I'm pointing exactly at Zach. That's why you would hear like shouting from two ends of the room while we, you know we play this. You know, you can, you can go to hell. <laughs> you be Stop hiding behind there. Stop camping. The, uh, you know the, like the the way that he would play bro is he would get all the way to the end of bro I don't know if you guys ever play bro force yeah, yeah okay so he would get all the way to the end of bro by the way for our podcasters bro bro force fantastic game you play his 80s um, uh, action stars and you play all the way till at the end of, of a level, and you kill Satan, and then you hop on a, a helicopter while the rest of the scenery behind you explodes. It's, it's fucking fantastic. It's an America fuck yeah kind of game. Um, uh, the, the, but but he'll get to the end of the level while we're almost. The rest of his teammates are almost there. He'll kick. He'll kill the devil, and then hop on the on the helicopter and leave us the fuck to explode. They yell uh, and, and oh. And as soon as he does it, we're all like, dick, as he flies away. <laughs> he'll seriously, he'll sit there and wait. He'll camp on the devil. And then at the last second, shoot him and then hop on the air and run away. We're right there. And he, we just, oh, terrible. Just terrible.
2: So in Horror Legends, in Horror <laughs> Legends, Zach would be the one that's at the sigil ready to escape. And then you'd be getting chased by the legend. And then he, you'd get killed. And then he would win the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is a. Well, I mean, if you could find the the sigil, uh, which obviously he couldn't the last time. That's the only way I was able to kill him. The clock ran down, he just could not find the sigil at all. Uh, But yes, he would absolutely be that guy. Oh, um uh, he would survive and the rest and five of the other cast members would all die. Um <laughs> uh, the uh,
3: oh my god. To be fair that's usually how I win it Friday the 13th. I let everybody do their thing. I'm like I'm just going to repair this boat or car and get out. Yes.
0: Yeah, see ya. <laughs> the um uh, and you literally have like a survivor running to the boat. Like, Help me. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. We,
4: we actually have an update coming to the uh, glyph and sigil mechanic that is we're pretty excited Ooh, about. we
2: got to talk about this, yeah. Yeah,
4: so nice. right Play now, the way, the way it currently works is that you find this glyph in the map, you hit it, and a uh, timer starts, and you kind of wait until the timer finishes, and then the the sigil will appear and it's an escape portal, right? Uh, we're changing that. Uh, well, one, first, uh, when you have... It, the, the timer will actually changes dynamically based on how many players are, are in there. So, like, say if it's one-on-one, it's going to be less time to survive than it would be with eight players i say oh, if you have okay. eight players it's gonna be like a time of like time limit of 20 minutes So like oh, wow. the legend has 20 minutes to kill everyone but it's say if it's one person they have like five minutes yeah to survive okay. but here's another thing we're adding we're adding um this is the uh, coolest part I, yeah so you, are you familiar with the um the uh, uh specters and how they work the uh, ghosts that you turn into when killer keith kills you
3: no, we um I, we haven't gotten to that yet so far. Okay. Um, the only mul- like multiplayer like where it's more than just three like one on one, it's uh I've just done punky. We haven't had more than uh three people in a game for uh killer Keith yet.
4: Okay. well, if you have more than yeah more than three, uh if you die against killer Keith, you become a ghost, right? and these ghosts, one of their objectives is to find these little uh ghostly orbs that uh d- well, actually reduce the timer of the glyph. Uh, what we're doing is bringing those orbs into the cast gameplay. And so the cast can now find these. So once they get the glyph, they can actually continue to sh- they can continue to find these mini glyphs or we're not really sure what they're gonna look like quite yet, but uh, they- we can find these items in the map that will shorten the timer down. Uh, so you have something to do. You can, you can either sit there and wait out the longer timer or you can go and be proactive and shorten <laughs> the timer and make it easier to escape. But the, here's the catch: Whoa. legend can find it too, thus freezing the timer. And you have to yes. find another glyph item to continue uh, start the timer back up. So uh, if you're not proactive and you're just camping, and the, and the legend finds that uh, thing, and finds the. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to call it the glyph because it's not really a glyph; it's something else. But I'll call it the ghost item for now. Once the ghost, uh, once the legend finds that ghost item, uh, it will freeze the timer, and now you have to go out and find an uh, item or else you're just not going to escape. So we're adding that to the game to kind of keep the players more active, um, yeah. rather than just sit in a corner and wait for that eight minutes to count down. Um, yes, <laughs> so good. as a legend, if, know, you you can't find cast, me. if you can't find the cast, and uh, you're, having, you're having trouble tracking them, try finding the glyph and activating it. It will freeze the timer um nice. which will make it a little bit more exciting for uh the, it gives the legend a little bit more of an edge uh, in the match
2: right i think um we've noticed that that was probably one of our biggest weaknesses with our gameplay uh and we we really we've been we have been kind of like bouncing off ideas over the past several months and how to like alleviate that issue and i think we've kind of settled on something that really works in all sort of like realms because um, you know like the way it is currently it's like once you find that glyph as Drake touched upon it's like well you could technically just sit in a corner and wait for the time to go down and then run to the escape like that you could technically do that Uh, mind you it might not be the best strategy you might not have like a gun or ammo to defend yourself when you need to do when you need to get there but it it, it is something that you could do but now if the legend finds the ghost item and freezes the timer. Now the cast are kind of like forced to come out of like whatever they're camping, and uh, and you know find a, a new ghost item to continue that timer. And the other thing that I think is really important to touch on too is it's like sometimes when you're playing the legend, you might that there might be a scenario where you you're kind of like you're feeling on the back foot. You're you, the cast might have the upper upper edge on you, and this might give the legend a way to kind of like come back in the game a little bit. Kind of bring him back into the game. Um, you know, if he's, uh, if he's, you know, fallen behind a little bit, give him something to do other than just like stalking the cast. He, he can do something else to affect the gameplay while not you know stalking the cast so it's i think it's a really neat um element there i know exactly what
0: i would do if i was one of the legends and everything else i'd wait to probably like 10 seconds or left on the timer and and then and then and then shut the time off (laughs) so if everybody's camping and everything else just just to be like 10 9 nope not today (laughs) nope not today the uh yeah yeah, they, that'd be fun. The uh, it'd be nice to f- uh, to see how you feel when you play Bro Force in this game. I'll just sneak around to do it back to you. It's not that hard. No, uh, <laughs> the uh, you can see what type of gamers are are, are, are in this room. Um, very competitive, mm-hmm. but we, we we have a lot of fun yeah. uh, playing this game, um, and playing most of the games that we play. Oh yeah, you
5: you literally combine like two of my favorite elements on this planet is like video games and horror. So <laughs> man, it, it was. Fun such a freaking blast playing the damn game it was ugh. i want to yes. play it now the um uh, <laughs> don't worry i'll
3: kill you after we're done with this
0: interview and, and, you know and 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 just and, and just say i know he oh it's a huge one um uh, just so you know too i mean guys i mean you know we are um you know uh, we are huge fans of, of art and everything else but we are um uh, you know we are critical to say to say the least about about art and you know what we watch and everything else and how we think about it, and, and when we give you the high praise, you, you know that we are, you absolutely deserve it. Um, I mean, not only is this game, you know, considering this is like I said, a passion project among only a, f- a few people, it first of all, it looks like you spent a, you know a, a considerable amount of money on it. This could have been done by a major studio, um, which I actually that's uh, me as the executive producer side of things. That's what, what I ask everybody about our about our episodes is how much money do you think we spent on this. And they say it, they say it it's like nah now nah, we spend way less that's 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 my threshold of how I, I, I would judge a lot of things but and also too I mean this is a really it's fun it's a fun damn game It gets me back to, to remembering what it was like when games were fun and exciting and you know and engaging so you know when we give you that you know the high praise we're not doing it to blow smoke up your skirt you know we, we really mean it um, uh, you know we really are impressed with what you guys were able to do. Um, and we cannot wait you know, to see what's next.
2: Yeah, well, thanks thank you. so much. And I just want to say, you've seen nothing yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I very
3: much look forward to see where this game is in a couple of years. I know you're still in like, the very early alpha stages of it, and I've seen a lot of games just like, like some of the biggest examples I could think of, like where they started, like The Forest. That was the biggest example. I remember back when early access just kind of started, Looking at the game, I'm like, alright, that looks okay, but meh. And then like four years later, the game is fully playable, it's got a good story, great survival elements and everything like that, and that was done by a small team. Uh, some of my favorite games today were done by like a handful of people. Salt and Sanctuary was done by a married couple. That was just two people who did that. I believe Stardew Valley was done by one or two people. If I remember correctly, I heard somebody say that. Uh, Stranded Deep, that game's been in development since 2015, and that game's come a long way, so... Yeah, I very much look forward to see where this game is, like, next year, two years down the line. I'm, I'm, I can't wait.
4: Well, just give you a, an idea. Like, when we launched it in November, like, it was Punky and four cast members. Uh, there was a lot of element, like, mechanics missing. Like, there was no Glyph. There was no Cops. There was no Gord AI. Uh, there was just a timer and a couple cast members running around with shotguns, pretty much, fighting Punky. Uh, and they died and became gorgs. That was all that was in November, and now we have like at least ten times more content we did in a year. So, um, now, we're just gonna keep going. Like, you know, like I've been trying to make this for five years. I'm not gonna stop now. You know, so
0: one one thing I did want to do, guys, because I did want to get an opportunity to um, uh, to talk a little bit more in depth. We were talking about the game design and everything else, and a lot of things I just get started. I would love to talk about the actual legends and what inspired you for those legends and then also talk about the maps and what inspired you for those maps. I mean, I, I have guesses, you know, but, but I, but I'm very, you know, much, I, I would very much like to, you know, hear your guys' perspective on, on, uh, you know, these, you know, break down the, the legends for me and then tell me, you know, what inspired them for you guys. And that way our podcasters can get an idea.
4: Well, the, um, the game, the games, uh, got, uh, actually has a story behind it. there's, these characters, I plan to do a comic series from the whole thing, and uh, you can see I, I, you guys, actually have an issue right there. Um, the all the characters have some part to play in the story. Um, Horror Legends is kind of a universe of monsters, and kind of the story will kind of be like a monster of the week, but with an overarching narrative connecting them. Uh, I have a few things planned for that. Uh, once I have more time to work on a comic, um, the but the uh, but going getting to the characters is you know like Punky being the big bad and kind of the our poster boy, um, he was very important to get right. Uh, he really is. Uh, I spent a long time just designing his head. Like we want when I when I was sitting down and think, okay, I want to make this game. Like I had this idea, like the concept for gameplay first before I even knew what the characters were. And I was like, I want to make uh, a monster that when he kills you, turns you into a, uh, his minion. Like, I like that idea because I, I was playing Alien vs. Predator back in the day, and there was a mode where called Infestation where you get killed as an alien to become an alien. And it was like a, kind of a survival mode. And I wanted to like take that idea and like, kind of like, do my own thing with it. And uh, I was like, well, what if there's one big, badass one? And when he kills you, he turns into a little one. And so I didn't want to like, have anyone. Like, I, one thing we want to avoid with just the game design in general is having people do nothing. Like, we don't want you to sit in lobbies. We don't want you to like, wait for the next round to start. We want you to be playing in some form. Uh, and Punky was kind of the start of that, with the gourd mechanic, having you turn into a gourd. Uh, so, uh, with the idea of this mechanic in mind, like, what kind of characters could I make around this idea? And at first, I was like, maybe a zombie, like, you know, kind of like attacks you and you become a zombie. But, like, no, I'm just not really into that. And it's like, what's something really recognizable, but hasn't been like really done yet? And, like, well, I love the movie Pumpkinhead. And I was always disappointed with that movie because Pumpkinhead wasn't a pumpkinhead creature, he was just like a xenomorph with. Like a bulbous sack on his head, like.
1: Essentially. I'm glad I'm not the only person that had that thought. Now. Yeah. I
4: love Pumpkinhead. Don't get me wrong. I love Stan Winston. Like I draw I, I huge inspiration from their designs. Um, but like, yeah, Pumpkinhead. You know, when I first saw him, I'm like a little disappointed it wasn't a jack o' lantern. <laughs> so I was like, well, okay, I want to do like a Pumpkinhead monster. Uh, I never like you can't really name too many like. Pumpkinhead characters. Like, Pumpkinhead Monster is an iconic monster type, but, like, there's never been a character revolving around it other than maybe Headless Horseman. But really, I don't know if necessarily counts because he just throws the pumpkins doesn't really wear it. Is that what you're wearing? Uh, Headless Horseman? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, Headless nice.
1: Horseman shirt.
4: Uh, I love the uh, uh, Sleepy Hollow movie with the Horseman and uh, how, how awesome he like wields his sword and stuff or his axe. But... Uh, me, one. I never really felt like it was a pumpkin head character, right? So, like, I want to make, like, this – the most badass pumpkin head character I'd come up with. And I came up with, like, this – I spent most of my time designing the head, right? It's just, like, what could I do that's not a jack-o'-lantern? It's a straight-up jack-o'-lantern. And I sat down and started drawing mini sketches. you actually – in the comic book, in the back, you could see all those sketches that I was drawing, searching for the right design. Uh, there's a whole concept art book in the back of the comic. Uh, before, yeah, it's like it, it's in between the co- actual comic and there you uh, go. I see yeah. I can see, see the corner and I recognize like that little bit that I saw. Yeah, if you keep flipping back, you'll see like I think one of the first pages of the concept art section has a uh, punky uh, concept art in there. And I was like trying to find the right head for this character, and uh, one of them you'll see like the teeth, like it's kind of got a smile i can't i don't remember exactly where on the page it is, but uh yeah, once, I found, methods, once i found once like, oh, i was like skull on a pumpkin yeah i like the chest the chest higher cat smile It's like i want to i want to take something like that but put it in the pumpkin and then um uh yeah i'm gonna spend a lot of time talking about punky's design because I, I put a lot of thought into it uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I'm well, he's gonna, a
3: very oh. well-designed character so thank you
4: um but where was I going with that? So basically, yeah, like once I found that I liked the pumpkin, the the teeth, and then I was like, well, another big element of the design was this uh, the poster for Halloween too. I was like I like okay, his absolutely. original head was gonna yeah. be just a skull extruding from the pumpkin. I was like, that's cool and all, but it's very generic, and I feel like anyone can come up with that in a second. So I wanted to do something. I want to take that idea and just do my own thing with it, like. Okay, I want to mix a skull and a pumpkin together. And what do you got? You kind of got the teeth in there. He's got like a skull like face with a pig nose. And then I put the skull inside the head. I don't know if you noticed in the game, but if you open a Punky's jaw, his actual skull is in there with his eyes. Uh, no. So, like, his human skull is actually inside the jack o' lantern. You might be able to find a picture of it uh, in, the, in there somewhere. But um, if you play the game and you crouch, and you look all the way up his mouth will open all the way up you can see inside his head and you see he's got the skull in there with his eyes and that's his actual human the actual pumpkin head itself is a mask essentially uh, but um, but yeah that's when i once i got that uh so punky started off as a game mechanic first and then a character design and then once i had the design down uh i thought of the actual story around him because like as a game his story's not that important but as like I, i'm a filmmaker at heart. Like I love storytelling and stuff. It's like, okay, I got to make a story around this. I spent tons of time just like figuring out what I want his character to be. And, um, and researching like what, like watching just tons of movies and just trying to find that. like, I want him to feel like he could exist alongside of Freddy Krueger or those iconic characters. Like I was researching them, like what makes them so much fun? As a like a a campfire tale, and like kind of like use that as like a like that that whole like template of like oh here's they have like this tragic past or something like that, but like Punky, I didn't want to be redeemable at all. Like I wanted to be kind of a kind of a bastard, so. I made him, like, you know, kind of like Freddy. He's like child killer. He kidnapped. He's actually the guy that you think poisons your candy in Halloween night. That's Punky's original. Nice, nice. Like, you play as human Punky uh, and you read the comic, you'll notice he's got kids tied up to Scarecrow poles. Like, mm-hmm. he got those kids because he gave them poison candy and they passed out and he captured them and then tied them up for this ritual. Like, it's kind of a fucked up story.
3: Uh, but I, I don't I, I read the comic and it's a re- I really like it and I looking forward to when you uh, like continue the story and everything like that because I was gonna say there's definitely a lot of opportunity in that uh, in that comic for you to turn it into a film and make it a next good slasher villain nice oh and yeah I wanted that's... to make a
4: good slasher villain like I yeah i will blast like researching slasher villains and like making like that was the first horror character I ever made really like I, w- I was a fan of horror up to that point and i was like i never tried making my own like i've always i've I made lots of characters that i haven't done anything with in the past for previous projects but i've never like i've never made like a horror monster before so it was fun uh but yeah it, once i got that like I, he's kind of like the big bad of the first arc of the comic he's The arc kind of evolves around a big confrontation between him and Ryan Steele, who is the survivor in the comic. She's that little girl that escapes. So you can play as her adult version in the game. Uh, But in the comic, she's a, she's an adolescent and she survived Punky's crazy Halloween ritual and uh, was able to escape. And it's kind of part of why Punky looks the way he does is because he never was able to complete this crazy ritual on Halloween night and is kind of looking to finish the job by killing ryan in the story and once he does it might do something like it might i don't want to like spoil it so i'm trying to like talk around it but like it will um change punky forever in a way and he's he's eager to do that so it's kind of got this dynamic where he's got that that one that got away and he's kind of like but he's not yeah i don't want to go too far down what no, right. no, like, right. i can start talking about him forever but, uh, <laughs> i have so many plans for him and he'll punky would always be involved in all the stories that i have planned i have like three arcs and the first arc is about punky and ryan and punky having that confrontation because ryan after survival and uh after surviving the encounter of the first uh comic she actually gets adopted by the witch that creates the glyphs in the game there's like this witch Uh, She's actually in the comic for like two panels Um, that talks to the sheriff near the end. Uh, Her name, her nickname is Nana, and she is a very powerful witch that actually hunts monsters. And she kind of like adopts Ryan after her her dad gets killed by Punky in the, the comic. I'm just spoiling the comic. (laughs) <laughs> um, i can't i can't so talk about a it. spoiler so. alert yeah uh, for this it's the, it's the, it's, i call it issue zero because all it does is supposed to set the stage for the rest of the story so spoiling the the comic it, this comic is not necessarily a big deal because the real story starts at issue one and then goes on uh, from there but um yeah ryan gets adopted by nana and nana's actually starts to teach her some basic witchcraft but she also teaches her kind of like teaches her how to become a monster hunter in a way and ryan goes on all these adventures hunting different types of legends and uh every couple issues she meets another legend that's in the game so the next issue actually i've already started writing and i'm already like a fourth through it is her encounter with killer keith and she's not really the main character in this plot but she kind of gets reintroduced um and you kind of get to see how she what her like uh, like a normal hunt for her goes how it works out and stuff and how she she feels comfortable around these legends knows how to deal with them and she's it's not her first time fighting a monster, um, but uh, yeah I mean, again actually uh, that gives me a good talk uh, opportunity to talk about Killer Keith Killer Keith I did not design him that was a friend of mine who designed him it's actually uh, he's he's in the credits of the game his name's Gage Lindsten. he's a, a really good artist yeah I used to work with him. Uh, and uh, he he just he made this uh, cr- awesome like slasher character for a game we were gonna make for Horror Legends that never we never got to do it, um, and uh, so when I started making Horror Legends I'm like hey man can I get that slasher character that you made for this other game and as like a placeholder before so when I make my character I can just replace it which ended up being Punky but then as we were testing it. We're like, oh man, we really like this character. Do you mind if we just keep it? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he actually like remade the character in the proper art style and everything so it fit horror legends. So we actually like, he just gave me the design and I started writing the story around the character. Uh, And now I always pitch Killer Keith as he's like a junkyard version of Michael Myers. Like he is in the universe of horror legends, slasher, like supernatural slashers like Jason and Michael are actually like a phenomenon. Like it's not... They're not, their origins are not necessarily, like the, the reason why the way they are is because of a tragic, like I, when I was researching the horror characters uh, to make Punky, you know, there's a commonality amongst most of the slashers from the 80s. And usually there's like a, they all have some kind of tragic thing happen to them and they go revenge, right? So I was like, well, it'd be cool if in my universe, these characters, the, these slashers, have like a, there's a reason why that happens to them. And since we introduced magic and stuff into the universe with witchcraft and whatnot, that uh, maybe there's like, there's this very rare occurrence if someone is wronged and they feel like like very like, say in the case of everyone knows Jason's origin, like Jason came back because he was horribly wronged by camp counselors, right? And what caused him to come back? No one ever explains it except for maybe in like part nine where it's like, no one likes the explanation. And it's so wacky that it it doesn't fit or anything like that in our universe, it's kind of like a uh, thing that could happen to anyone, but it's very rare and like the the right conditions are met. like you could actually like haunt your own body and you become like this unkillable force of nature to react your revenge, but you kind of lose like your 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 soul. you're kind of like this just vengeful spirit habiting your body just trying to get right the wrong that happened to you like so killer Keith. i don't want to spoil like how he became the way he was but essentially some some shitty ass teenagers messed him up or did something terrible to him and a year later he comes back to get revenge it's uh but there's like a there's a lot of setup to like the slasher lore and and, um in the horror legends universe with killer keith and it could happen again like there could be other characters that are like that and all of them are different based on their own personality, but once they get resurrected by whatever the, they get, haunt their own body again and become like this unstoppable killer, there's like a you know, everyone's a little different. So, um,
0: it's like the crow, except he doesn't have to leave at the end of the movie. Yeah, he, yeah he's got
4: no memory, he just has that one mission. He becomes the Terminator, he just comes, he just resurrects and becomes the Terminator. And he has to kill that one bastard that wronged him. And basically, if he does that, if he accomplishes his goal, he'll just keep killing anyone that resembles him. So it, it kind of makes sense why Jason only kills camp counselors because camp counselors wronged him. Even if he never kills the right ones, like he only sees in broad terms. So yeah. Killer Keith's the same way. Like he will see like it, a bunch of sh- like shitty like prep school students messed him up and did something wrong to him. I don't want to give away just yet. And once you discover that, like you re- realize, oh, he's just—that's why he's just singling out those type of people because he just sees them all as the same person. Uh, he's just like this shell of uh, what he used to be. Um, but what they did to him was so wrong that kind of you—you you feel like he might be—he might be able to justify it in his own mind or something, uh, if he had really much of a mind left. But uh, that's, that explains why he doesn't talk or anything like that. So I try to explain away all the cliches of a slasher with the lore of the, of the universe. Um, and I uh, <laughs> got two legends down. Well, three because Human Punky and Punky are the same, and the gourds are actually tied into that, where they're the gourds are um, Punky's previous victims. So Punky kills you in the game, you become a gourd, right? So in the lore, it's the same way. But every time Punky kills someone, he gets more powerful. He like can, can do whatever he wants with that person's soul, make them do their bidding. He can, it, you know, it's just another tool for him to use. So in the story, like. You see him, like, the, the in the story, the punks kind of let him loose. And he get, resurrects himself to, like, punky is able to resurrect himself because, like, he gets a little bit of energy to complete his ritual that he never finished and able is able to, uh, once he kills one of them, he gets a little bit stronger, he has their soul, and then kind of keeps snowballing that. And he actually invades the town and Meadows in the comic and actually just becomes, like, gremlins. Like, the gourds are everywhere. He Every time he kills someone, he gets another soul, and he turns into Gordon. And it becomes like, it's like Freddy Krueger and Gremlins mixed in a way. It's, <laughs> the nice, they're nice. very much like Gremlins. They have this very macabre sense of humor. And they're just like very kamikaze. Like I had this idea in the comic of having a bunch of gourds trying to drive a car, and they're like running into shit. And they're very comical yeah, I, characters. I, I very
0: much look forward to the uh, to the to the lady gourd, the bat gourd, the smart gourd, <laughs> the singing gourd, I, I, the spider gourd. That's the vegetable gourd. The vegetable gourd. Which... Yeah, of, you know, for obvious reasons. <laughs> Spider Gord especially the one that, that comes down the hallway while they sing Slayer, uh, Angel of Death in the background. <laughs> um uh, yeah, these are things I'm very much looking forward to.
4: The Gords actually... actually uh, old Punky Punky and the Gords actually have the like it's not in the game quite yet. We're not we're debating whether we want to put it in the game, but in the comic oh. lore, Punky can like um he's uh what was the I forgot the term. Um he could uh changes the shape of his body. Uh, uh, What's the term for that? Uh, Or, like, not shift, but, like, he can... uh, I forgot the name. Like, what is someone that can like, contort themselves? Transform? Not transform. Transform. I think it is contortionist. Punky and the gourds can contort their body to do the thing. So, like, Punky could actually, like, stretch his arm out a little bit further than he could uh, uh, normally. And the gourds can actually, like contort their bodies into like a spider form and scurry around the ground. I actually have an animation for it and everything. Punky was going to do that too, but it would have made him too OP in the game. We're still debating whether or not we, we should put it in. But uh, basically, and Punky, Punky would the thing.
0: actually sounds like a really good like, band name, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be
2: awesome.
0: I, I, I must have not been the only person thinking that. There's going to be a, <laughs> a band in the comic
2: now, and just watch. Yeah. What?
4: Band, you know it's punky's kind of he's got a sense of, he's not he doesn't he has a sense of humor or he's he is kind of silly he like What of punky's motivation to invade that town he's like well i was this like hermit that used to live in the farmhouse of out the, out the outskirts of this town well now how about I just become mayor and he goes to the mayor's house and like kills the mayor and just sits in his chair for a while like gives you an idea of punky's character he's he he relishes in his new power like he doesn't really care about his own well be, being, he doesn't really. Once, once he transforms into that monstrous version of himself, he kind of becomes a different person. Where he just like, he just throws caution out the wind and he just does whatever and has fun doing it. Uh, and invading that town is kind of a fun, scary moment in the comic. Like seeing the like again, like seeing the Gremlins invade the town in the movie Gremlins. Seeing Punky and his gourds will do the same thing. They'll do something similar. Like they'll just wreck shit to wreck shit because the, why not? You know what else are they gonna do? So, and that's Punky's satisfied with being the mayor of Hudson Meadows for a while in the comic. <laughs> he, he's not tech. He's not really the mayor, but he films himself because he kills everyone. Uh, but that's what, <laughs> well, the, I mean, the place in Ryan's old hometown. But um, and she's got to like go through it and uh, kind of fight off the gourds and get to Punky and kind of save her old hometown. But uh, yeah, that's um. Uh, I think I got all the legends <laughs> in that long-winded spiel but uh
2: i mean if you want to take a breath there drake i can i can do yeah, a little it. bit so <laughs> <Yeah>. um what's <laughs> what's kind of interesting about um you know my experience with this is that drake had a lot of the legends and lore written before i really joined into the project so um where where i kind of come in is like we're kind of talking several months down the line about what new legends that are going to be coming out in the future. Um, Drake has, we have about, I think, I think it's about, well, he, uh, before I joined Drake had about, I think at least five that he's written already, but we're not going to release them, um, all right after the, the werewolf. We're going to kind of incorporate some other ones in there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think one thing that, um, we certainly lack in our game currently is a female legend um and that's something that we definitely want to get uh into our game um at asap um, out
4: in the end of the year before the end of the year it'll be a female legend for the game i'll just say that
2: yeah so yeah. so um some some inspirations uh from my side that i've brought into drake we actually it's funny um the very first time that we met each other um, we watched the movie *Begotten* together. I don't know if you guys have seen uh, seen that one. Um, <laughs> neither have I. *Begotten*. It's a okay. it's a very artsy um, it's a very artsy sort of um, independent horror ish film. Um, I don't know, Drake. What? Would, how would you describe that film?
4: Uh, experimental.
2: Experimental, right? That's a good, excuse way to describe <laughs> it. But um, honestly it just plays a lot on your, like you kind of like almost create the idea of what's behind this, the, this movie and its story. There's not any dialogue. It's just a lot of like really gory and gruesome images playing on. Um, but the, the, I think the best part of the film is probably like the first 20 minutes of the film. It, and it's very disturbing. It's very disturbing. There's a lot of disturbing images, but it, that film kind of inspired one of our, potential legends we're gonna write in the future as far as a female legend and some of the um like uh loose topics we thought about this legend doing is that it would move like very very slowly um but it would create like these holographic images of itself or just like and these images of itself wouldn't be necessarily the real one but the legend would be able to teleport maybe to these these like holographic images and at, at any moment that that uh image could just like sprint at you at like you know uh like a million miles an hour so like she she would move very very slowly and you would think that by looking at one of these images of her that she wasn't the real one but if you looked close enough you could maybe see her moving around and then she might have this ability where she could like sprint at you like super fast or something um so those are some some uh i know that's obviously i think you know way down the line but um you know you asked us about you know some of the the process of uh you know other legends we're working on so um but you know credit to drake because he's he's uh he's done a lot of work on on uh writing most of the lore and everything himself so far so it's uh it's really uh neat to see all that and i'm enjoying the process as well uh, yeah. Like,
4: yeah, a big a big part of why it's a whole like universe is like when i was growing up i would always like try to like connect the dots between all the horror franchises and see like, how can these work together? Like once you see like Jason or Jason goes to hell, you see that Necronomicon and the Freddy, you're like, wait, they're all connected. And then like, you know, my adolescent brain's just like, Oh my God, like trying to like think like how do they all fit together. And it never really works because they all have different directors, different uh, concept or different like scopes and stuff. But like with horror legends, you know, I wanted to make a universe where all of them could exist yeah cohesively and it works um <clears throat> like you could have like this unstoppable slasher but also like like a thousand miles in the other direction there's a pumpkin head monster becoming mayor of a town you know like <laughs> and it, yeah so yeah we're, we're, we're also now we're introducing a werewolf so there's going to be a story into that the werewolf's going to be part of the lore um i don't want to talk too much about what it is because i feel like it's n- not quite ready yet but like uh, uh, but yeah, every character will have a story, play a part in the, the comic and whatnot.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. The um, the one other question too I was gonna ask was uh, was about the maps. Um, I, oh yeah, I, okay, yeah. I'd love for you to have an appet- opportunity, just to talk about each map and then you know uh, describe it a little bit, and then you know describe what uh, what inspired it.
4: Well, well, uh, Punky's farmhouse is in the comic. Uh, it's where the events happened in the comic. You'd actually find specific locations i don't know if you've explored the corn maze or the cornfield very much but there well, is a spot well, in the corn the cornfield field where you can go well, this is where this happened in the comic uh and um the the, the whole map is kind of narrative driven like you, you get to visit the location of the map or of the uh uh what where, uh, of the comic and stuff but uh um the other maps are not as tied closely to the what's in the comic right now but uh i know we have big plans for uh nick's uh the map nick designed uh the dream realm um i don't know if you want to talk a little bit about the dream realm nick
2: sure yeah i'd love to um so yeah uh, the dream realm was uh basically the first map uh, i made for horror legends and I'll tell you like the process of making a map is like it took several months to to make that thing come to life. But um, you know, uh credit to Drake because he 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 was the one who did a lot of like the artwork as far as like doing like the the mirrors in the hallways to give the Nightburn Elm Street feel and all that. Um, that but um as a kid, I always liked to draw mazes in class when the teacher was talking and doing her like uh you know, um, her lecture. I'd always be like drawing mazes in class. I love drawing mazes. and um so th- I guess what inspired this map is that I, it it it's it's definitely kind of maze like, but i I really wanted to kind of also give it that feel of it being like uh, a, a bit like a haunted house maze sort of feeling. <clears throat> and um and i wanted I wanted the map to feel like y- if you played it once. You, you might not know all of it, but if you come back even like three months, four months, five months, you might find something new in the map that you didn't even know about, you know? And that's, I think, the the complexity of the map where it kind of really shines. I know it's not the best for new players, but um, I think in the long run, that kind of um,
0: uh, philosophy... I know all too well. That was the first map I, I played. Right, right. Um, so and so like... Trying to find those torches, man, was 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 a pain in the ass.
4: <laughs> Once you learn that map, it's you can do some cool stuff in it by you know, you know scaring people or uh, getting a right. drop on them. There's a lot of cool uh, play styles you can attempt.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah especially with the mirrors.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to uh, hide behind a mirror. It, like at, like like I do with Killer Keith, I like to like hide behind one of these mirrors you can walk through and just pull my knife up and have the cast walk by it and I just come out of the mirror and stab them, like they don't <laughs> really expect because they see the reflection first and there's always that moment like I know in their heads they're like they're seeing the reflection I'm like wait is that Killer Keith and boom you know I got them. <laughs> you know, I love I want to give I want to give all the legends the tools they need to scare people and I feel like the the dream realm gives them. It, that in spades, as far as like design, like the the stairs room allows you to like just the legends have no falling damage, so you can just like see a cast down there at the the bottom of the stair room and just drop down right next to them, or like just yeah. make these risky jumps to try to like cut off the cast or do something cool. And the cast is gonna have like these cool moments where they're jumping from stairs to stairs and just barely missing the legend. There's a lot of cool play styles in there that you couldn't just you couldn't do on the farmhouse or you couldn't do on the cabin. Right. So I think it showcases how versatile our game is. With that yeah. map, it's just like all this crazy ideas are in there. And just like, whoa. Yeah. <clears throat> and it works. Yeah, to, play,
2: to play off what Drake's talking about, you know, like, um, I think if we look back like six months ago, um, we had Punky's Farmhouse map. We had the cabin and then we had Hedge Maze.
3: Mm-hmm. We had about
2: three maps. And um, going forward, we wanted to we didn't want to like. Put ourselves in sort of a box. We wanted to like have the possibility to create these kind of like uh, more outside of the box maps, like the dream realm. Like, um, and so I think with a couple of adjustments on you know our on mine and Drake's, and we were able to come to some you know center point that really is now going to allow us to like almost have any map be possible. You know, like we want to we want to we really kind of want to open the possibilities as far as the maps are concerned, because, you know, you're, we're going to have all the maps kind of like that are tied to the comic book. And that's all you're, so you're going to be be able to feel like you're kind of playing the storyline. You're going to be able to feel like you're in the world of the comics, but then there's going to be, you know, we're going to tie in these, these kind of like these maps that are, aren't necessarily tied to the comic, but, um, are tied to maybe the the lore in a different way uh we have we have yet to cross that bridge exactly how we're going to fit that in yet but um i don't think that should be too hard you know um, the
4: old, all the maps could show up in the comic but not all of them not all of them probably will, uh, will so there might be one or two that might never show up in the comic but it all depends it, right. it all depends on like maybe i'm i have this idea for a story element and like you know it'd be really cool if this was set in the cabin, You know, like. You know, like the cool. This scene was at the cabin's map, or like we did something like that. But, uh, but yeah, like uh, the making the cabin, like going back to making, like talking about the cabin and the hedge maze. Those are actually, um, you know, those came off came really uh, quickly after uh, we launched November, and I was uh, like, I need to make more more maps. You know, I the the game does definitely needs more variety. Uh, so I started working, I tried, came up with a couple of concepts for something I can make within my limited time and budget at the time. And it's like, well, I need to make a couple, I need to make a small map and a map that is relatively simple. And I was like, well, okay, a cabin map, I think it'd be really cool to like, it'd be cool to, uh, have a smaller map because then you have all the action in one spot kind of focused and, um, and I've always, I've always liked the idea of a map where everyone, all the uh, survivors spawn inside of a, of a barrack or some kind of fortress, and then the monster spawns outside. I've always like, it, but again, going back to the Predator, when I played that, I always picked the map, uh, the bunker, which it, it, no, no one probably knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> talking about a game that's nearly 20 years old. Uh, I actually played MVP2
1: back when I was in like middle school. But, I'm an well,
3: AVP fanatic and still play the games to this day, specifically oh, so, two.
4: Nice, nice. Well, yeah, uh, well, I played two like, religiously in, in high school, but uh, the one before that, there was this map called the Bunker. It's basically the bunker in this, like, open canyon area. All the animals spawned outside, and the Marines were in the bunker and fighting off the Mar- – uh, it was like you're in a pillbox from – a uh a starcraft or something fighting off those aliens and the aliens are claw through <laughs> the windows and stuff it was like a zombie apocalypse with xenomorphs it was really cool i was like well i want to do that in horror legends and i was like okay perfect setup for that would be a cavern in the woods a classic horror map and it set the idea of like we can do these iconic locations you know uh like so you can kind of have your own because if like, like, so you can play out your own horror movie sandbox experiences. So I wanted to give you the the map. Started so started making those maps that are very iconic. So you could like, oh, I want to play it this way, like, or reenact this scene from a movie, or do something like that. You could do that. But uh, the cabin was great, great second map because it was a smaller environment. I could make it relatively quickly. It wasn't super complex. I remade the Punky farmhouse like six times in the five years I. And we're trying to make this game, trying new iterations, testing map design. That map has been thought out like crazy. Like, I came up with so many variations of it smaller, larger. The one before that was like half the size. Um, but the cabin was more of a, I wanted to k- keep it simple and keep the players kind of focused in and like a fast paced uh, gameplay uh, style. And then the hedge maze is kind of the opposite approach where it was super complex. And it was tied into a winter ev- uh, event that we did back uh, last year in December. We had we did this event called Sleigh Bells, and we just created like these little Christmas bells like spawned randomly in the map, and you you broke them from RxP. And the map was kind of like tied to that. We're gonna probably do something like that again this year. I just haven't thought about how yet. But um, the we wanted to, like do I wanted to think I wanted to go cool Christmas map or like a snow map or something for the season. And I, I watch The Shining. I'm like, oh my God, The Shining. Like, the the hedge maze from The Shining. It's super simple and it's very iconic. Like, I can I can pretty much do that relatively quickly. I, I, yeah, I with it, when you're working with peanuts, like you gotta you got make some compromises. So it's a very simple map. The map has been going through went through a lot of changes. It's very divisive in our community. Like some people hate it, some people love it. Uh, because of the maze-like nature of it, and people kept complaining like, "Oh, it's I keep getting lost." Like, well, it's a maze. Like, that's how Jack Torrance dies. He got lost <laughs> no in kidding. there. No
6: kidding. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So, like, uh, I was afraid to like pull back. We pulled back quite a bit. Like, if I said you a screenshot of the original version of that you'd probably have a heart attack because like, yeah. how do anyone find each other? <laughs> but uh, through reiterations <laughs> and stuff, like we've yeah. kind of got to where it is. So, like we opened it up more. But the, the idea of a maze is kind of fun because like as the cast, it's kind of spooky to like. Walk around, and Nelson Legend just kind of walks out of a corner, like shit. you run know, running down. It's actually pretty easy to lose a legend in that maze. It's kind of fun as yeah. a cast, but as a legend, it can be kind of frustrating. But it depends. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: I think uh, something to play off what Drake just said is, um, you know, like the, how that map went through so many revisions. Um, going back to what we talked about earlier in the podcast, like we didn't want, we don't want to hold players' hands, right? Um, but but we don't we don't want the game to be too easy either and so like we kind of like had this like uh, um interdimensional battle within ourselves like like do we make this do we do we make this map easier for people to play or do we just let it play out and and just leave the difficulty of the map in there um and i think we ended up coming to a good happy medium there
6: because
2: mm-hmm. we really like toned down um we, we toned down a lot of its challenges but you know, going forward, I think um, we 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 really want to try to like, um, you know, push that philosophy of like challenging the player, like not making things too easy, because I feel like that's when things start to get boring, right? Like, you you might have fun playing the game for like a week, and then all of a sudden, you know, you know the map already, and it's really easy. Whereas I think a long-term uh, enjoyment is where something's challenging. It really tests your ability right and it makes you like you wake up the next morning you're like oh man I, I fucked up that i fucked up yesterday and i you know and i got to get back on the game and figure it out you know like
0: yeah. uh, every every gamers thought when they get up in the morning <laughs>
2: <laughs> right oh
0: no the uh, i still have nightmares about the uh san andreas uh train mission um uh, the uh <laughs> yeah one job cj follow the train. anyway um, uh, the, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, they, I mean, that's... Well, actually... Uh, well, one quick
2: note, um, the, the Hedge Maze map, the music about that, on that map, is actually inspired from the, f- uh, famous Christmas song, Carol of the Bells. Um uh, that's a really, thought... really spooky version I wrote of Carol of the Bells, so next time you play it, maybe have a listen for that.
6: mm mm-hmm.
0: right. Will do, will do. Absolutely. The, uh, the, uh... Brennan, any any anything else?
1: Um, I think we pretty much hit all the points. Yeah, we point really did. So. I mean, um, you yeah. know, the like um... this was a, this Actually, a very rich interview. I think. Yeah.
3: I have one more question. Uh, looking at the concept art in the back, there's one concept art that I really like, and I want to know: is it a uh, concept for Pookie, or is it like another character you plan on doing? It's this Ghost Rider looking character right here. Like is that that's a specter? Specter. Okay. That's that
4: what a, you turn into when you get killed by Killer Keith.
3: Oh, that's what you turn into. Okay. Yep. Do it. All um, right. Now I know. That's awesome. The ghosts oh. can.
4: The specters can fight each other too. So when you die against Killer Keith, you enter like this ghostly realm. You end, it, it, it's kind of like a no man's land. You, like you, you can see all the living players, but they can't see you, and everything's black and white. And uh, you can actually fight. And if someone else dies, they become a ghost, and you can see them, and you can interact with them. And uh, you can actually like shoot ghostly energy at each other and have like a ghost death match, or you can actually, <laughs> or you can decide to help the cast and find those ghost items and like activate those and try to uh, speed up their help them like with their process of escaping. Or you can just be a jerk and haunt the house. You can like open and close doors, break lights, confuse the legend, turn on the fire pit, or do something weird. Because uh, all your interactions are visible by all the playable characters. Are our, our, our living characters in the game, but they just don't see you doing it. So like as like sometimes you're walking through the cabin and uh and uh, you'll see a door just open and like what the hell and like there's a ghost doing that, and so like, you can have all the ghosts like, just you, they could literally haunt that cabin if they wanted to. All right, it's we're probably gonna find more. We we plan to uh, add more ways for them to have fun and be you know just have fun little ghostly moments
2: i think one of the coolest elements about that is allowing dead players to kind of like choose what side they want to be on Mm -hmm. like they can either decide to to get the ghost items and help the cast or they can kill the other ghosts that are getting the ghost items and help the legend so i think it's kind of unique that like once you're dead as a specter you kind of like Get to decide. Hey, do I want to be a? Do I want to be on the on the cast team or do I want to be on the, the legends team?
4: Yeah, becomes like awesome. this big thing.
1: And, and you're also not just waiting for the game to end after you die. You're still involved. Yeah, you're still in it. You're, in still, the in,
2: you're right. still in. The yep. that's something we notice about most horror games is that usually when you die, you don't have anything to do. It's either you're yeah. spectating. Or you're in the you're you're at the main menu, ready to play uh, you know a new game, and you have to go through the whole lobby system all over again. So yeah. um, that's actually one of the reasons why there are a lot of games I don't play because yeah, and I'm
1: more did, ca- I'm much more of a casual gamer than these guys. So I'm not I'm nowhere up to the skill as this one here. <laughs> so obviously, if I end up dying early on, what what am I gonna do? So that that's actually. A very important aspect of the
4: game to me. That yeah. is very. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually playing Counter Strike growing up. It very. It really frustrated me. Like um. Like I I start the game and get headshotted by like an AK across the map. And like I'm never be good at this game. I can only play for like ten seconds at a time where I get murdered. <laughs> so like yeah. I just it became very like this. I became disinterested in the game really quickly because just like I can't compete with these people that have been playing this game for like twenty years or whatever time. You know, back in the day it was like probably like five to ten years, but like. Yeah, it's you want people to keep playing. Like when you when you turn on Horror Legends, I my goal is to have you give you something to do. Like you're gonna jump in and play Horror Legends. You're not gonna wait in the queue. You're not gonna, you know, um, you know, join a late game and have nothing to do. Wait for the lobby to change or like you know, playing Friday. You know, you you jump in and everyone's in a lobby or everyone's playing a game. And then like when the game's over, half of them leave, and then you're like, this is a whole like struggle of getting the game started and we're we're doing everything we can to like make that as easy and fun as possible
0: this is what happens when when gaming fans make games um uh we just you know you guys are living examples of that being fans of video games and making games um i know you wanted to ask about uh about mods
3: (laughs) oh yeah so, um, later on in the future, after like the game, you know, gets more polished and everything like that and things start to take off, will you be adding any sort type of mod support in the future at any point?
4: Ooh, that's, that's a big one. Uh,
3: <laughs> that's just something I always think of just for games. Just, I, I just for like longevity reasons and stuff like that. Like if it's still too early to think about that, that's fine by all means. I know you guys are still in the early stages and everything, We'd but have that's to just, be...
4: uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say like. We'd have to be really successful to make that a possibility uh, just because the so like you're thinking about like game tools uh, like Hammer or or whatever, you know, engine uh, game tool, like uh, uh, third party game tools you might think of. Like those are those have to be developed. It's almost like a different game being developed. It's like a separate team has to make those tools. Um yeah. And um, make it actually uh, add that functionality is a huge task. And usually, when uh, game studio has the can do uh, game studios can do that because they have the resources to allocate. Like, uh, they can get the programmer programmers will have like do it as a pet project or they make their life easier. So they make these tools and they release them. Um, uh, right now, our programmers contract for hire. <laughs> so, like, making gotcha. those tools would be very out of scope. Um, and, uh, but like if the game works, I'm not totally like against it, but like, as far as like, it'd be a very unrealistic thing for me to promise at this stage. Okay. That's fair. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Are there, was there anything in specific that you were thinking about as far as mods? Like, was there something uh, specific then that you wanted to be able to do with the mod or something? Cause you know, I think what's so cool about horror legends is that we have, essentially the possibility to kind of like almost do whatever into the future, you know, well, obviously within us with it to a degree, but um yeah. Like, yeah. was there anything specific you were thinking?
3: So we've been, you've been talking a lot about alien versus predator and I am an alien and predator yeah. fanatic, especially predator. So I was thinking oh, yeah. like maybe at some point, you know, like what it'd be cool. Like if you don't add characters that are like a xenomorph or a predator, maybe mod a predator and a xenomorph in there and have them duke it out or have them like, Hunt the hunt the cast and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that would be well, awesome.
4: Uh, that would be awesome. Like, that'd be that's the dream, right? Like, essentially, we're, we're, the Horror Legends engine is uh, kind of a tool for us to do that. Like, we could do whatever. Like, I if I really wanted to and I had infinite time, I could just take the Horror Legends engine and make Alien vs Predator. That's like I could I could totally do that. Like. Uh, I guess the trick is figuring out how to make those tools available to the public and make it so it's easier for them to use. They don't need like a college degree or in like a degree in animation to like do that, uh, which would be harder uh, because you have to like figure out like, you have to really, you think making a game is hard making tools for people to make games. Like you have to make it easier yeah. for them to make the game. So it's like, it's like wrapping your head around that. It's like almost, it's really intense. And, um, but uh, I think it'd be awesome, like, to do that, like, because I think it would give the game life after, you know, once the game has been released out of early access, it would give the game so much life and uh, a huge community to a lot of those tools. Uh, so I'm not against it. It's just a uh, matter of like, is it uh, possible within our budget and our timeframe? And but like, I don't see even if the game like just does is not successful. Like, I'm gonna keep working on it because I love it. So like. If if um, uh, if I get the opportunity to uh, share my tools, I'll I'll find a way. Like I'll figure out something. Uh, But uh, yeah, um, I'm definitely open for mod support. It's just yeah, like I said before, it's kind of hard to promise that or even figure out when it would be available at this stage.
3: Gotcha. Yeah. I had no idea it was that complex. I thought it was just something that you just enabled or something like that and then bam, you can like, yeah, of course it wouldn't be that simple, but yeah. <laughs> nothing ever is. Nothing no, never, never is. Never, nothing, never, nothing ever never. is. Just e- even when you think, no, just add that. Nope. There. Just... Th- <laughs> think of all the times I've asked
1: you to add an effect to something. Oh, you just add that to it, right?
3: No, nope.
0: No, no, it's never that. It's, it's never. I, or, or when you ask me to do anything, something
1: with yeah. my cinematography, you just add that, right? No.
0: <laughs> the, uh, no. No, no, no. The, uh, you know. <laughs> All right, well, I learned something today. Thank the, you. <laughs> um, uh, so, Zach, any, any last-minute stuff? No, I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. The, um, B-Man.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I think we covered a lot tonight. Um, yeah. the game yeah. definitely has a rich lore to it. Um, I'm looking forward to reading Zach's copy of the comic, uh, I've really enjoyed the game so far. I'm super excited for all the stuff you have planned, especially the werewolf. <laughs> um, yeah, and like we said earlier, this game is essentially a horror fan's dream come true, and it's just going to keep
4: building upon that. The, the comic... The old, the, every comic page is actually unlockable in the game, too, so if you don't have the comic, you could... Oh. Unlock it using uh, the game's progression system. I just want to throw that out there real
0: quick. Nice little that's nice. that's, that's, that's... hidden feature there. Yeah, that
5: is D? a feature. Um, it's like I said, I'm super excited for your uh, updates. Your game in particular has got me going back to like PC and, and Steam, really. Because <laughs> it has been a while. Like the last time I was on Steam was like playing Killing Floor and Portal and all these, um, Portal, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was the last time I was playing Steam, so I, your
2: games got me going back. Well, you Easy. know, maybe, maybe what we should do—I don't know if you guys are, you know, open to it or not. Maybe we should just like set up a night where we all just play Horror Legends one night yes. or something. Oh yeah, I'm absolutely down for that. Uh, so. That could be really
0: fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that would absolutely <laughs> be an absolute blast. The um, uh, and then i I guess I'll, uh, I'll end it up and everything else. This is. This is a really cool game, guys. Um, uh, just this is really plain and simple. Um, even if you're not a horror fan, and I'm saying this for you guys and for our viewers and everything else, even if you're not a horror fan of you know video games, but you're a fan of video games, please play this. Um, uh, it, it's an absolute blast. You know, it, it actually it reminds me of many different video game stories that I had growing up. Um, you know, Honestly, I would have loved to have played this when land parties used to be a thing. You know, I remember I, I, for the console person in the room and everything else Land parties with the bomb oh yeah when I, you...
1: I remember I've got land... memories in high school um Halo 2 Oh yeah oh we had, my god and yeah. like four TVs spread across yeah yeah. Yep, yep. and, and, and and that's
0: the first time I ever knew what an ethernet cord wait, was Wait wait you played Halo The um uh, oh, yeah awesome the, the Halo. um uh, Halo is awesome But well, I mean course it's that's awesome. that's what it reminded me of guys it reminded me of those you know uh, those um, staying up until two in the morning with uh, you know with your best friends yeah. in eighth grade, um, playing you know having four Xboxes running at the same time, it has that same feel that same level of fun um, that I felt back then. Um, I mean, only you get to murder your friends. Only you get to murder your friends. Um, which I know you talk to most <laughs> Halo fans. They'll tell you that you could do it in there too. Um, uh, the um,
4: you just gonna crap on.
0: Yeah, the, exactly, true. exactly. And and there's um, there's no teabagging in this game, which is <laughs> yeah. very, very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, yes. Uh,
4: yes. It's yes. possible to teabag. I not I'm not going to say I did it once or twice already.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, like, every every gamer is guilty of it. I um, absolutely uh, see yeah. people doing that to be jerks. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, you have no leg to stand up. I well, tea people. Away. I
3: just viciously murder them.
0: The um, <laughs> yeah, I'm but, tea bags, but, but 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 guys, you know, I, I, you know, uh, from all of us at, at Midwest Horror, you know, um, uh, thank you so much uh, for for hopping on this. We really appreciate you guys. Um, uh, you know, uh, extending your time for you know almost two and a half hours to come talk about your game. I can obviously see anybody, you know, can see how passionate you both are about it. Um, and we really appreciate where that's, that's what we're all about. We're all about, you know, uh, the passion of, you know, of doing the things that we love to do. Um, cause otherwise we would all be dead inside. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, thank so you so much, you, kind you, sir. Oh, absolutely. Good, sir. Uh, so, and then and J-
1: we'll also be putting a link to the uh, Steam page and your Facebook page and the description for this podcast episode, website as well. Website as well. Thank you. Uh, before we wrap up here, is there anything else that you two would like to plug?
0: Yeah. Any red? We got the red carpet open for you. So anything upcoming events or anything? Any other um, uh, you know um, cons or any festivals that you're going to be at? Um, uh, you know, please tell all our podcasting audience.
2: Well, of course. Definitely go to our website octobergames.com, and you can join our Discord. That's probably a great way to get part of our community. Um, Drake, what do you you have? Anything else you wanna you wanna add?
4: Um, I mean, uh, all the, the game is completely funded by Steam sales and my personal savings account. So, if uh, support the game by you can support the game by picking up a copy, and that money goes right back into the game. Um, uh, you know, adding polish and content and all that and when it when the game sales don't make the difference, I, I I put my own money into it uh, but you can also help by supporting um, us by picking up a shirt or uh, you can buy a digital version of the comic or, yeah, a, a bloody punky shirt, which is also the logo for the game and you can buy a digital version of the comic, we don't have any physical versions of those left uh, oh, okay, never mind those, those ran out but you can buy the game on comic. You can buy the comic on Comixology.com. You can buy our shirts on threadless.com. We have a October game shirt. We have a Punky shirt, and we have a print of the poster without all the words and text on it. Uh, you can buy a print of that on uh, threadless.com as well, as long with uh, other threadless things. It, all that money goes right back into the game. So if you're looking to support the game beyond just buying it, like that's a great way to do it. But yeah, that's I, You know, I really appreciate you guys giving us this time to like talk about the game. You know, it's been a blast.
2: Yeah, it's definitely been a blast, guys. And if uh, anyone else is interested in, you know, seeing how the music uh, process is, you know, my music process for writing for the game is is concerned, um, you know, you can follow me on my my Instagram, Spectral underscore fields on instagram and then i also have a website spectralfields.com, and have all the horror legends you know stuff up there and post a lot of stuff on uh you know what i'm working on the game and so um you guys have been awesome you guys have been so positive and we so much appreciate you guys uh you know uh, having us on here and um really appreciate it
0: absolutely
3: we appreciate you coming
2: yeah
0: we appreciate you coming guys so, um, uh, the, um, and I'll close it out for, let's, uh, wrap it up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, Hey, as, as always for all of our, uh, Nightmare-ers out there, um, we really appreciate you. If you can, uh, give us a like, share, and subscribe, uh, you can go ahead and, uh, visit us on Instagram and Facebook at
3: Midwest Horror Network. <laughs>
1: The changeover is finally complete.
3: Yes! Oh, wait. Did uh, they, they actually allow us to finally just put Midwest Horror Network on Facebook yes, finally?
0: The, uh, we'll talk later.
3: Yeah, well, okay. and It's been finally switched over. And then, of
0: course, uh, go ahead and check us out on, uh, on YouTube where you can see all of these uh, wonderful podcasts, um, our main flagship show, Living Nightmares, um, and then all of our horror movie reviews and horror movie news. And also, in addition, we have... Have that wonderful makeup show, um, Antonisha show um, coming very very soon. We're very excited about it. Um, thank you always. Give us that like, share, and subscribe. Tell your uh, your aunts, your brothers, your si- sisters, your uncles, best friends, neighbors that would always be appreciated. Take it easy, y'all. Bye, squirrels.
4: Bye.